Allen. Oh, it so is wet outside. Oh, it's horrible. Actually, I love it. I don't know what I'm complaining about. Actually, I can't wait. I was out there washing the baskets. I'm going to rain. And also, and the car looked really lovely and clean this morning. Just I was going to get it clean yesterday, and the car wash was closed because we had something going on. I think we've got... This, I think there's time trials coming up around our area, and I think that's Wednesday. Or it could be today, actually. No, it's the first. It's the first, isn't it? So we've got the time trials taking place, I think, on the first, which I think is Wednesday, because today's 31st, so there you go. And uh, it's nice to have your company. I trust you are well. I've still got this blooming mouth ulcer. I've had it, I had it yesterday. I've, I should have gone to the, uh, to the chemist to get some of that Bongella to rub on. It's just so, it's so annoying. You know when you get something, you think, where the blooming hell does that come from? And we get something, because I want to talk this morning about tablets... Because apparently pensioners now are taking so many... Ta- sorry, elderly people. Sorry, twilight year people. Sorry, grey panthers, silver-haired foxes, silver surfers. Whatever you want to call them, it's just people who... I was talking about this the other day to a friend of mine. And I said, you know, I said, my, my hairdresser, Marioche. I, I know it's, it's really a bit of a joke if you've seen a picture of me, but it is more of a treasure hunt, so I pay him for that. Uh, you know, as we try and find yet another hair to cut. And he does it very well. So, And we were talking about the ageing process, and he's 35 and he's got a wife, and he's got two children, and the children are Polish, and, but they go to normal school, but then on Saturday morning they go to Polish school, which is actually quite, quite good when you think about it. And, um, and he was saying about how, you know, the ageing process moves on fairly fast after your 30s, and I said, God, and you want to get to a little bit... I said, I don't know, but I've been told by various people that when you get to 45, it whizzes through like that. And before you know where you are, you're sort of looking in the mirror going, I'm sure that's another grey hair... Oh, God, it's a white hair. Oh, God, it's a grey hair. And, of course, the darker your hair is, the more likely it is to go grey and white. So, in other words, if you're blonde, if you're blonde, then nobody's going to notice any difference with your hair. It's going to look roughly the same as you go through life. You know, eventually it might turn a little bit silvery. If you're black-haired, I've got a friend of mine called Frankie who's got black hair. He's only young, but his hair guaranteed will go grey. Because dark hair goes grey. And it's finding these these blooming sort of stray hairs. And a lot of people pluck them out, don't they? They say, oh, no, that's a grey hair. Oh, another grey hair. And once you've found one, you'll find loads. And, of course, the shorter you have your hair, the better it will be. The longer you have your hair, the more you will see it. And you end up with that salt and pepper look, which is favoured by a lot of people nowadays. But it is... I mean, some people like that. I know some people in industry who've dyed their hair grey because it gives them more of an authority... And that's, that's a fairly popular thing to do. I always say, don't worry about it. It'll happen in its own time. Uh, Ricky Gervais is in the papers today. He's waded into a row over the testing of cosmetic products on animals. Do you see the pictures in the paper uh, late yesterday? They're in today as well. David Beckham for another photo opportunity. David Beckham sorting out world hunger, you know, and starving children. Not that he knows anything about it, but it's a photo opportunity. I'm sure he's as concerned as the rest of us are. But Ricky Gervais has lashed out after companies were accused of putting profits before ethics to sell their products to China. This is, this is the country where they still take uh, bare bile, where they just eat everything, where, I mean, they have no, no interest in preservation of animals whatsoever. This is where the zoo in China, the main zoo, you can buy a cow and have it brought into an arena and uh, the lions will rip it apart. The lions sit there waiting for food. You've paid $150. You get a cow, comes in on a trailer. They tip the trailer up, and the cow is there. And then the, uh, the lions go, dinner's arrived. Dinner's arrived. And then they leap on it, and the cow's going, what the... Oh. I watched some comedian the other day. In fact, I watched him this morning. And I think his name is... 
Lee something. He dresses up and he's pretending he's like wicked. And he's got a sort of a little stripy shirt on and a baseball cap. He's got a big fat bloke on the stage with him. And he's got my outies in the thing. But it, it's an act. I'm totally convinced it's a complete act. It's like if you watch the pub landlord and he's like, all right, like that. When you hear him speak, he's terribly posh. He's, ter- he's, he's, doing, he's, he's become a character like so many comedians have nowadays. But this Lee bloke pretends to be like, you know, kid off a council estate, you know, because I'm talking like that, but I'm a little bit cheeky chappy because I'm taking you home, darling. You know, that kind of stuff. I thought it was rubbish. <laughs> and also, the other thing I was quite excited about the other day, you know, I can't remember from one day to the next when, when things are due, like uh, car, insur- car insurance. I know when, the, uh, when the, the tax is due, because I can read, luckily, from a distance. Uh, but I can't remember when the MOT is due, so I have to check with, with Peter on that one, and he'll say, right, we'll sort you out an MOT. And then I got a thing through the other day, because I'm with Admiral, and it said, um, your car insurance is due. And I thought, oh, it's a bit of an advertising thing. So I clicked onto it. Opened it up. And no, it is, it is my car insurance. This is your car registration number. It runs out on the 24th of August, I think. And it said, uh, this is how much the new premium is. And to be honest with you, I mean, I, you, know, you know, you get sort of some young, young kids going out there going, oh, you know, my insurance is £3,000 and I'm only driving a beaten up old Mazda. And that's what makes me laugh. You get kids saying, I want to go out there and drive a big flash car. But, of course, the insurance is prohibitive. My insurance, I'll tell you what it is, it's £860, fully comp for the year. OK, now, I don't think that's bad. And the reason I don't think that's bad is because uh, of the job that I do. Most insurance companies won't touch anybody in the media. They hate people in the media. And the reason being is because you know celebrities. And if you take a celebrity in your car and you have an accident, then they're going to be claiming big time. So that's why you are penalised. It's very difficult. Jockeys can't rent cars. Jockeys can't rent cars. But for some inexplicable person can't reach the pedals. I don't know. I can't remember what it is now. And so, because I'm on the... They are specifically... Are you... Are you in radio, yes, you work in the media. Are you on the radio? Yes. <laughs> Four companies turned me down straight away, weren't remotely interested. I remember phoning up AA Auto quote. And also, a lot of people have to tell fibs. I know people in the business who fib and go, uh, no, I'm just, I'm just a journo. I don't actually drive it. I don't have to do anything like that. And in an effort to get the, um, the insurance down. So I don't think that mine is too bad at 860 quid for driving what I'm driving, which is a top-of-the-range car, and it's, but they do it automatically. But you've got to be careful, because if I was thinking of moving, and I'd just look at it, I'd just go, oh, it's all right, it doesn't matter, I'm not, I, I don't want to be with Admiral anymore. I do, but I, I could say I didn't. Because they automatically charge your card. It says, if you do nothing, we will charge your card and insurance will be sent to you. So in, in, in a way, it's good for me. In a way, it's good for me because I'm quite happy with Admiral. They're very charming on the telephone. I think, I think you get what you expect from people if you're nice to them. So if, if you sort of chat to them and you go, hello, how are you? And I always chat to them because they're in Welsh Wales, you see. And, and I always say, where are you? And they say, we're in Cardiff. I say, I love Cardiff. I said, I've been drunk in Cardiff before. And they have a, you, have a, you have a good old laugh with them and they're fine and they'll look after you. And, that's, and, and that, as far as I'm concerned, is worth a million people that you bump into. So, so I've, I've got the car insurance starting on the 24th of next month. And, uh, and everything else, look, I just a little bit more rain would be nice. A little bit more rain today. But don't worry, because you've got it from four o'clock this morning. Four o'clock this morning, which is now. It'll rain all the way. In fact, I'm looking out the window. I can see the rain coming down. If you have not got an umbrella, you're going to get wet.
OK? So uh, take your umbrella out this morning. Stick one in the car. If you're going on the train, buy a small one. Pop a little one in there. And, uh, and enjoy the day. Because there's nothing worse than standing by the bus stop getting soaking wet in a grey suit. And some people will be wearing grey suits and they will be getting very, very wet. And it will not be very, very pleasant. Talking of not very pleasant, the internet troll who taunted Tom Daly about his tragic late father. Uh, Tom will rise above this. Uh, I personally will, will, would physically drag this person into court. I have no hesitation about prosecuting. No hesitation whatsoever. Now, Tom might be like some of the people from Essex who've gone, oh, you know, we don't want to get the police involved. First thing I do is get the police involved. Absolutely. You drag these people into court, you know, and get, a, get a nice conviction against them. Name and shame. And this, this person here has, uh, has tweeted things about Tom, which is just, it's unpleasant. It's like, I remember hearing once, and uh, it was on a radio station, and it was a caller who came on to the presenter, and uh, quite clearly the caller was actually goading the presenter, which is always a bit pointless, really, because you just lose them. If they're too stupid like that, if they're just attention seekers, you lose them. Uh, this particular presenter said at the end of the call, I hope you get cancer. And I was driving in, and I heard it, and I thought... You can't say that to anybody. You can't say that. So I made an official complaint, and the person lost their job. Because you, you can't say that. And so when you get somebody who says to Tom Daly, and it doesn't have to be, you know, something as bad as that. It could be something a lot milder. If that person that you've written it to finds it offensive, they can prosecute you. It's if that person finds it offensive. And to be honest with you, anything that is mentioned Tom Daly's father or anything derogatory is offensive. I couldn't give a stuff who you are. I couldn't care less whether you're some, you know, person who hasn't got any friends and sits there staring out the window hoping that maybe the postman might deliver a letter or even a piece of junk mail, you know, or feeling that your only friend is your cat or your budgerigar or something like that. If you write something offensive to somebody who is universally liked, like Tom Daly, and he finds it offensive, which he would do, you prosecute them. You absolutely, you go the full extent of the law and you drag him into court. I don't believe that it's a picture of a little boy. Nobody would be that stupid to put a picture of themselves up there. Nobody knows how to operate a system, especially after the tweet was taken down and they, then they put themselves up again. I think you take him to court, we find out who it is, and if it is a young person, which I suspect it's not, I suspect it's a woman, you can tell by the style of... You look at the style of writing and you can tell roughly, then you prosecute them and the parents as well for being so stupid as to have a child who is that idiotic and that offensive. It's as simple as that. This is LBC... Yeah, fantastic. I was proved right yet again. The uh, FA have charged Rio Ferdinand with improper conduct over his chock-ice comments. There you go. Not so big now, are you, clever sticks? It's the man who can't keep it in his trousers very long. Stupid boy, honestly. What an idiot. Was this something about footballers that just make my blood boil? What is it about footballers that you look at them and think, you thicko? Oh, lazy little good-for-nothing little trolls they are. Girls' blouses. Have you seen them kicking football? To you, to me, to you, to me. Oh, let's go out and get drunk and pick up a girl. Oh, look, it's a page three girl. She'll be selling the story of how rubbish you were. Here he is, Rio Ferdinand. He made these uh, tweets on the social networking site at the end of John Terry's recent trial. This is, this is about the chock eyes and Ashley Cole over there. I mean, to be honest with you, I wouldn't give you threepence for any of these people. Can't bear them. Uh, the good news is, as well, says Beverly, that the underground has been exceptionally quiet since the start of the Olympics. Do you think that Bob Crow will be inviting his members to pay back the bonus? Hardly busy out there, is it? The bus is not busy. Completely empty. Completely empty. Loads of people coming off the trains yesterday, though. That was at Waterloo. But the underground, very quiet, Bob. So perhaps perhaps give the money back, do you think? Or give it to charity? I don't think so, matey. I don't think so. Uh, London 2012 today. 
There's going to be lots and lots of traffic. I'll tell you later on, and I'll run down the places which are going to be busy, because there's, it's taking place everywhere. I think Wimbledon and... God, I can't, can't be, begin to, to tell you, but loads and loads of places. Gavin and Stacey is making a comeback on the television. That'll be nice. I quite like Gavin and Stacey, um, you know, which will be good. And uh, James Corden has revealed that the other day. And uh, here she is, Corrie's Brooke Vincent. I don't know who she is. She's just somebody, some some bimbo off her television. I don't know what she does. Is she the one who's playing a lesbian or not playing a lesbian? I never know who people are in Coronation Street. You've got a sex change who's working in the cafe with Roy Cropper, who's trying to sort of cop off with Mad Mary, who's as barking mad as... Oh, you don't want to go and live in Weatherfield, do you? They're mad up there. They're mad. Dev and Sunita. Dev, of course, is having a bit of trouble because Sunita has strayed with the bloke from the pub and Dev's trying to get his kids back. And, of course, Dev only has one level of acting. It's like, oh, and that's it. It's just general shock, I'm afraid. And uh, and then you've got the, the underwear factory that never seems to be turning out anything. It's got the only gay in the village working up there who, frankly, pitched up the other day on television. It was exactly the same. No different on television than he is in real life. You expect somebody to be a little bit of a character. And um, and that's it. And that's it. So here is this um, Brooke Vincent, and she was in Marbella's Trendy Ocean Club. I don't know what she's doing. Way out of her depth. Way out of her... Although, actually, I did laugh the other day. I don't know if you've ever seen that ghastly programme, which is um, Gino De Campo or Campo Gino, as we call him, and Melanie Sykes. You remember Melanie Sykes? No, I didn't think you did. No, most people don't, actually. She was Des O'Connor's carer when they were doing that programme together, Des and Mel. And uh, she, she was OK on that, but frankly, she's out of her depth. She's a little bit Anthea Turner. By that, I mean Smiley Smiley. And a short while ago, to get some interest, she sent pictures of her in a basque, I think, to her boyfriend, which went out on, on a networking site. I mean, to be honest with you, you know, if it looks like it needs an iron, cover it up. OK, that's my hard and fast rule. That's why you never see topless pictures of me. I tell a lie, there is one in a book, but I won't tell you which book it is. OK, that's enough of that. And so I'm watching this programme and Miriam Margulies pitches on. And, of course, Melanie Sykes, who can't interview for Toffee, she's about roughly the same as Brian Dowling. Brian Dowling is, you know, a trolley dolly. Anything beyond tea, coffee, something from Duty Free, or shall I put that in the overhead locker, and he's a bit defeated. So when he's interviewing people who've been evicted from Big Brother, he's so out of his depth. He's also wearing clothes that were made, I think, for a younger person. Certainly not for some. Spend a bit of money and try and get an outfit that fits. Ask your friend Vernon Kay if you can borrow some of his. Because uh, quite clearly his are a little bit too fitting. And so I'm sort of watching this, this programme. Miriam Margulies pitches up and uh, <laughs> Melanie Sykes asks her what she's doing. And Miriam Margulies says, oh, it's, it's way over your head, dear. Way over your head. And I thought that was the best line ever. Such a good put down. Such a good put down. We love Miriam Margulies. Especially she got her breasts out once and jiggled them in front of me, which I thought was quite a nice thing to do. You know, just before an interview, it's always good to get, you know, that, that kind of thing going. But uh, Melanie Sykes and, and a cooking programme, lunchtime, who gives us stuff? Who cares? Somebody's going to cook something in a frying pan. And Gino, who still hasn't mastered the English language. He's been here since he was about three. And uh, still, we talk like this, so, you know, and we do the... And I'm thinking, I have, a, I have a theory. That when he walks off the studio, he goes, All right, was that OK? I like that. Because I don't believe he talks like that all the time. It's just, he comes over as a bit, bit, a bit oily. He's a bit David Dickinson. And with Melanie Sykes together, it's two bimbos on the same programme. It's dire, absolutely dire. Uh, Dan's up early, out on the buses, which is nice. Do you know, we had a lovely situation, Dan, the other day, of a bus coming down Heath Road before they'd opened the roads and then trying to turn round 
a double-decker bus. And it was hilarious to watch. Quite clearly, the driver was on tablets or something. Tell me it wasn't you. Please tell me it wasn't you. Um, uh, the internet troll is definitely a bloke, says Mark. His name is Reese. There's a video of him. Well, if there's a video of him, well, that's fine. Well, then we definitely prosecute. I've no- oh, he's on YouTube, is he? Ah, oh, how unwise. How stupid. How dim. Let's prosecute the parents at the same time, because quite clearly they are... I mean, are they monitoring what he's doing? If, you're, if your children have, have a computer, then you don't let it be in their bedroom. You have it downstairs and you can see what they're writing to people. I remember once a friend of mine who's... Uh, his, his, he has uh, two children, not his... And, but he's, he's, it's very complicated this one, isn't it? Anyway, he's, he's married to this woman who has two children. So they're not his children. They're children from a previous relationship. And he was round there some years ago and they were on the computer and he clicked on history and suddenly realised that one of the boys had been going to sites he shouldn't have been at the age of 12. And so he said to him, said, listen, just let you know that I can check your history on the computer by just pushing a button. It shows me every site that you've been to. And he went... Right, he said, I'm, I won't say anything to your mum, but let, let, let me just say, don't go to these sites again. Because it's so easy to get onto this sort of stuff, but history is there. And I don't think kids realise. I think kids think if you delete, you can't go back to it, but you can. Lee Nelson is the, uh, the comedian. I say comedian. I use the term very loosely, ladies and gentlemen, because it's not my sort of humour. But there again, you know, I'm, I'm, a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit more selective over uh, over comedians. I just think it's an act, but I've, I've seen better. Seen better acts. Uh, 84850. Um, I was talking to a lad, 18 years old, says, Paula, three points on the licence. Got a quote uh, on a, a Vauxhall Astra over £8,000. The car's worth 3500 It's because they don't want you to drive. It's because they don't want you to drive, so they stop kids driving. Because my insurance has hopped up and down. I remember at one time I was with a company. I'd never made any claims. I don't make claims. I'd rather just have the accident and walk away. It's so much quicker. And in my car, you can drive quite fast. And, uh, and so, and, and they put it up. And I said, why has it gone up? And they went, oh, everybody's putting it up. I said, well, that is just, you know, you've just given me a kick in the teeth. I've been with you for a long time. I'm leaving. I'm going. I am not... I'm not going to stay with you. And I went somewhere else and managed to sort of save quite a bit of money. Quite a bit of money. Grant Bovey, that dreary little nobody, has pleaded with Anthea Turner, who's milking it for all she can get, um, that uh, he allegedly had a fling with an interior. He didn't allegedly have a fling. He just had... um, He he just apparently kissed this woman in a bar and then Anthea heard about it and then she had some queenie fit. Because remember, Anthea Turner... Anthea Turner was having a fling with him while he was still married to Della. So it's kind of, you know, come around to bite you on the bum again, hasn't it, Anthea? A bit of a shame, you know, but we all had a good old laugh at your expense. But it's nothing to do with us. I couldn't care less if he sleeps with the wardrobe. I'm not interested. I do not care. I'm just a bit bored with you constantly dragging things through the paper. You've had your time. Now go away. Take you and your dreary husband with you. I don't care where you go. Just go. I mean, really, we've had enough of you. You're a bit... You're a bit pants, I'm afraid. And that's putting it politely. Uh, John says, do you recall, Steve, the closing scene in Visconti's movie Death in Venice where the seething heat make Dirk Bogart's hair dye run down his face? Now, now, if instead he had worn just for men, he'd still be alive and earning a very lucrative living selling ice cream on Blackpool seafront. Ha ha! Yes, I remember that. He sat there, didn't he? And he had this makeup on and the hair dye ran and he died. It's, it's, I don't know if you've ever seen Death in Venice. It's, it's a very bizarre movie. It is a very, very bizarre movie. Brooke Vincent, says Malcolm, played Sophie Webster, Kevin and Sally's daughter. That is the lesbian, isn't it? 
they have one, one lesbian daughter and one not-lesbian daughter who's left the series, and Kevin has slept with most of the street, and Sally Webster slept with most of the men in it as well. Am I getting, am I getting a rough idea of the, uh, of the family here? I think so. Uh, a lot of people tell me it's Lee Nelson... He's obviously very popular. A load of you know exactly who it is. Morell says, it's amazing to me you were born earlier than me and yet you're still only 34. 37? 37? Come on. God, dear. Uh, my insh- exactly, never lie about your age. I find it really disturbing that some people would actually try and knock years off, ladies and gentlemen. Knock years off. Huh. My insurance went sky high, Steve, after I started work at a nightclub and the area postcode can have a dramatic effect. Yes. Yes. And uh, Tom Daly, 1994, freedom of speech is one thing, but no one should have to put up with bullying or abuse in the cyber world or real world. Um, Somebody said, blimey, the bloke didn't even swear. No laws were broken. Let's close down Twitter so this tragic event doesn't happen again. No, we have to prosecute. You have to teach these people a lesson. You have to teach them right from wrong. Some of them are too stupid. It's very difficult to actually explain to some people. If they are particularly thick, like most of Big Brother. Did you see yesterday? Did you see yesterday? And then I couldn't believe that I was reading a report for the second time, I think, in Big Brother's history. They've had somebody on there who's gone into the diary room. Okay, bearing in mind, this is a person who's on Big Brother, who's signed all the forms and everything else, and quite clearly wasn't vetted properly, and said that if his grandmother dies while he's in there because he's so close, he's going to take his own life. And this came up yesterday, and, and I thought to myself, you've got somebody in Big Brother whose mind is so unhinged that if his grandmother dies while he's in there, he said he's going to take his own life. And I'm thinking, you've got to get this person out immediately. This, is, this, this has gone beyond some sort of bad joke. It's ridiculous. Duncan Barks was asking why taxpayers' money was being spent investigating Twitter every five minutes. Well, it's because everybody's on it. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter. And, um, you know, I'm at Steve Allen Show. You know, I've, uh, I think in the case of this one, I think Tom Daly's only got, like, 45,000 people. Some people have got two... I think Lady Gaga's got two million. And it just means... He, he will get over it, because you always get over things like this. But the person who actually Twittered this stuff, then, then you have to really sort them out. You have to... I mean, if, if, if it is a child, you have them put in care. You absolutely take them away from the parents, you lock them up in a room with no food or anything else like that, and you leave them there to rot. Because there is no... But there is no deterrent for children nowadays. We've had children who murder other children. And the deterrent is, oh, don't worry, you'll be out of prison very, very shortly. You know, I mean, I I don't want to go into some of the high-profile cases where children have been vile to other children. But I think unless you stop, if this is a child who's who's writing this kind of filth at that age, it can only get worse. It ain't going to... They aren't going to grow out of this. They're going to get much, much worse. So you nip it in the bud before it gets... Before it gets really, really bad. One here says, read Tom Daly's troll. I think it's disgusting. Any abuse like that to anybody, why do people do it? Well, it's because they sit there and they don't realise. If, if, if they are of limited intelligence, if they are, as we say, not the full shilling. You know, we saw that woman who worked for the Royal Bank of Scotland picking up the cat, throwing it in the wheelie bin. You see all these things. You have that, that old man who terrorised a village where he went by poisoning people's cats. He was a vile, sick old man who didn't deserve to be on this planet and be with anybody else, any other human being. If this is a child writing filth and abuse, and some of it is so vile we can't, we can't repeat any of it on the programme this morning, 
then you have to sort it out. Either either he comes from one of those dysfunctional families, which is an excuse for the mother drinks and the father's on drugs and they've all got tattoos, or failing that, they've left him alone in his bedroom and there's something the matter with him. He needs sorting out and it needs sorting out very, very quickly. So none of this, just give him a little rap on the knuckle and say, you mustn't write that sort of stuff, because if he knows this sort of language at that age, it's really going to get worse. It's LBC, it's 4.30. Morning, so I'm going to check out this, uh, this internet troll who is between 12 and 14. And, uh, and we also have a telephone number, but of course we shall not be using it. But, uh, but they, they, there's this person in retaliation. There was obviously a lot of angst going on here. Has also put themselves up on YouTube. Very unwise. So they are there. And quite clearly, some journalists, I should imagine, will be heading down there to uh, confront this, uh, this person's parents. Because the, the language used is shockingly offensive. This is, in case you have just woken up, this is uh, this person taunting Tom Daly about his tragic late father. And uh, he claims, backtracking, he knew nothing about the fact that Tom Daly's father had died. Well, you know, you'd have to be living on the planet Zog not to know that Tom Daly's... Uh, you know, uh, father had died because it was so very, very public and it was on, on everything, on everything. So we shall, uh, we shall come back to that one in a minute. Uh, also, uh, Jimmy Savile stuff. Now then, now then, now then. It all come up for auction the other day and it was fantastic. And he got, and I was completely wrong on the Corniche. Went for £130,000. That was twice the estimate. I wouldn't have given it. The, the number plate's worth a bit. JS and then 247, which is OK. His little bubble car went for 22000 To a lady who's got a care home that he opened some years ago. And she said he never, ever charged. And so she, it was like, you know, her giving money back to his charity, which was good. Um... Some people bid for all sorts of things. Somebody bid £550 for his tracksuit. His, uh, his flashy Rolex watch went for 30 grand. Oh, lovely. Absolutely wonderful. And his... Uh, I would, if, if I'd had 30 grand, I, I, wouldn't, I couldn't justify spending 30,000 quid on a watch. What would you do with it? You couldn't wear it. I've actually got a toy watch. T-O-Y, the company. And it looks identical to that. And it's studded with jewels. Well, it's not really. It's studded with bits of cut glass. It's a bit like watching some of these, you know, bid channels on the television where they go, and look at this. This is, oh, this is beautiful. Goes this, this poor woman holding it and sort of moving her. Th- this, is, this is the best cubic zirconium I've seen. I'm going, it's a piece of cheap glass, you silly little woman. You know, and they go, and this is three carats of cubic zirconium. And I have a, have a good old laugh at it, at the old trolls who are buying it, which is, which is not so clever. How much will Jimmel fix its chair go for? Thousands. Probably about 12 grand, because it's iconic. I'm amazed he had it. I'm absolutely amazed he had it, but he did have it. And the good news is, as well, something I'd worried about over the years, that, you know, the flags on the moon by the astronauts planted decades ago, it's planted, stuck in there. Apparently they're all flying still. Except one. Except one. So uh, th- that, that backs Buzz Aldrin's claim that it was blown over, the one there, by the power of the rocket as he and Neil Armstrong left for Earth. So there you go. So here is, uh, here is this person. Good Lord. Oh, sorry. That's, I'm just looking at a picture of me up there thinking, hmm, who's that attractive person? And, uh, and it's me. And uh, so let's have a look at this person. Uh, I can't read out any of the, uh, any of the things, but, uh, he's, he's obviously realised that he's in big trouble. Because on one of them he said, can't people just leave me alone for a minute? I said I'm sorry, get over it. I think it's going to blow sky high. 
I think it's going to blow sky high. He says, I've apologised. And uh, he says he's going to the police station. He uses filthy language, which, you know, is quite normal, I suppose, between 12 and uh, 14 today. Um, he's, he's quite clearly not... Is that a picture of him there? Is that a picture of him? Supposedly a picture of him, right. And uh, he says, I know I'm actually a really nice person. I regret what I've said. It's too late. It's too late. I wonder if it's actually going to be him or is it going to be somebody using a profile? Do you think... I mean, it's, I mean it, it is, it is, it's difficult to tell, really. But he says, I'm genuinely sorry. I find it un- unusual that somebody who uses such filthy language would actually be able to spell the word genuinely. I only ask that because that's an interesting point. And uh, it says here, I just want to say what I said about Tom Daly, I'm sorry. So if you're reporting me on the news, please read out that tweet. Thank you. And uh, he's, yeah, he says, I'm in the newspapers, you know, and uh, some of the things he's actually written, you know, is, is really not very good. But he can spell... So unusual, isn't it, for a 12 to 14-year-old? So I think, looking at the picture, he could be 13. I'm amazed what he can spell. But he's... uh, And then he's he's sort of sent to some people, you scared to tweet me or something. He's quite clearly not a very nice person. Quite clearly. He's now made the front pages of papers. I reckon by tomorrow morning, they'll have a picture of the house where he is. And... Oh, dear, blimey. Oh, look at that one there. Oh. Oh, dear. He, He does write some stuff, doesn't he? He writes some very nasty things. And then one of them, he says, I don't even care. Who cares about the Olympics? And uh, his language is just... And some of it, I mean, I just can't... Well, you couldn't even use any of these words, I'm afraid, on the internet. It's available for all to see. Uh, I suspect, little boy, if you are a little boy, that uh, you're going to be getting a knock on the door from those nasty police officers. And then we'll see just how big and clever. Oh, I'll tell you who he reminds me of. He reminds me of these kids that during the riots were thieving and when they came out of court with the little hoodies on, they stuck their two fingers up to the cameras. Unfortunately, in your case, Sonny boy, I think yours is about to just break. He's got 48,000 followers. Good God. That's from a couple of hundred. That's why, you see. Oh, dear, you're in so much trouble. So much trouble. Hope you're... And that's a picture of him. Oh, dear. Your mummy and daddy are really going to be upset, aren't they? When they get that knock on the door. So there you go. So that's the front page of the uh, the mirror today and in fact all the papers are talking about it because it is possibly one of the uh, one of the vilest things that you can have uh, that you can actually have written about you you know it's it's awful when somebody writes this kind of language about you know you or about your parent or about something like that uh one here that says uh, you can't stop anybody from creating a new twitter account or changing their ip address uh Twitter should verify all accounts by asking members to send photocopy of their IDs. Well, that doesn't make it. You can forge that easily. Most of the kids going into pubs now have got forged IDs, so don't be so silly. Uh, one here, the stupid boy did it for attention. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's completely what you do. You don't get that impression by reading it. You get the impression that he's got a lot of hatred inside him. I suspect he probably drinks alcohol. I suspect he probably smokes. And um, so uh, I insure with LV now, Steve. The last company put mine through the roof. We're talking about... Uh, people's insurance and how much it's gone up. And Kevin the Milkman says, uh, I phoned them up and told them the call centre operative, I might go elsewhere if you can't do a better price. She said, well, that's your choice. No attempt to keep me as a customer. Good to feel valued, isn't it? Kick him where it hurts, Kev. Kick him where it hurts. You know, the insurance companies, I'm sorry, I'm leaving you to go somewhere else. Well, that is your choice. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, you'll be out of work soon, won't you? <laughs> 84850 steve at lbc.co.uk. 
And uh, one that here, the, this is from somebody who's quite clearly not in, like, in the real world. The powers that be shouldn't be able to censor free speech. Really? That's very sad, isn't it, really? There's such a thing as free speech. We have free speech in this country. What we don't have is offensive, ignorant people. And that's why. And, uh, you know, if I was Tom Daly and somebody had written something about my father like that, I'd be going round there to punch their lights out, I'm afraid. No messing about. No messing about at all. But he's, he's got it, and I suspect by tomorrow morning... He's going to be in. Uh, he's going to be in big doggy doo doos. I suspect. Uh, Dan says, "Don't work weekends." Not me. This is the bus that came down here. A double decker bus. They're trying to turn it round by the Three Kings. You've never seen anything so hilarious in your entire life. I got quite worried actually, thinking they're going to smash into cars all the way down the road. But uh, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, well, Steve Allen strikes again. The other day, you mentioned the fact, Steve, you've only got to mention, says Paul, something, and it tends to happen. Well, it's happened. Last week, you were talking about four in a bed and a certain not very well-regarded person. Well, Olympic week, and who rocks up in a repeat of the show? Julia Grant. Now, if you could see your way to reading out a few numbers for the lottery this week. So sorry that Tom and Peter lost out, but at least he has a chance later in the week in the individuals. Peter has apologised as he reckons it was his mistake. I think it was. Regardless, Tom's dad sitting up there feeling very proud and certainly didn't disgrace himself. Absolutely not. No. And he, and he does get another, another shot at it. But it, does, it doesn't matter, does it? It's another shot and, uh, and he will do better, I think, by himself. I'm hoping he does better by himself. I do hope so. And they've got re- one really low score. But one of the, the... I just happened to flick on the television. They did this one perfect dive. And it comes down to how they enter the water. And I looked, I thought, oh, that was really good. And the uh, person who was doing the commentary, and, well, that's a 9.5. I mean, they did very well. But sadly, the other people were better. And that's, you know, that's how it works. It's the Olympics. We were good. And what, what was that one where we got pushed back? There was another one, wasn't there, where we, we were second and then the Japanese complained. The Japanese complained. And then we went down to fourth or whatever it was and they went up to second. Well, that was a bit a bit miffed on that one. I think we should get something. I mean, we're not doing very well at the moment, are we? Well, was, well, I don't think we're doing very well at all. How many golds have we got? How many golds? Nothing. You see, and the whole idea, as I said yesterday, it's great to get a medal, but it's not. We're going into the Olympics to win gold. Who wants to come second? Second is rubbish. You ask anybody, you know, in sort of, I don't know, the media or whatever, oh, so, you know, the only way is Essex won over Downton Abbey, and they go, oh, God. And they go, but don't worry, because you've still got a medal. And they go, yeah, but we wanted to win. The whole idea is going out there to win, not going out there to come... If if you're going out there to come second, well, then we're great at that. We're very good at doing second and third and last. But, you know, we want to go out and win. So until we actually get a gold, it'll be in something stupid. You watch synchronised swimming or over 35 new tiddlywinks or something daft like that. It was something stupid that we win a gold in. And people are going, oh. I mean, the, I mean, the Chinese were superb. But then there are pictures in the paper today of Chinese children uh, training for the Olympics. They're three years old. Three years old. They start them training. So by the time they get to 14, 15, 16, they're at the peak. They're just ready to go. But these kids are in tears because they're being bent and they're, you know, they're making them as flexible as possible. You go to you know, North Korea, South Korea, you see little kids starting very early. Over here, we don't, we don't kind of take it seriously, do we? We're too busy trying to get them onto the only way is Essex and trying to you know, see if we can get a book out. Because the other day there was a lovely picture of Gemma Collins... And Chloe Sims, because Chloe's got a book deal. Chloe's got a book out. It's so exciting. Coming out in November, and apparently it's not about the only way as Essex. Apparently her life has been, like, explosive. 
And I'm thinking, I wish it bloody well was. I'll take you with it. <gasps> Dreadful. I mean, who's, who's going to buy it? Who is going to buy that? You know, three people and a bloke who twitters. You know, that'll be about it, I'm afraid. And uh, so I, I wouldn't buy it. Oh, no, I wouldn't buy anything. No, 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 I wouldn't be... No, Chloe Sims is a complete waste of space. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, when the first time I saw her, I thought she was bad drag. So I'm not going to be remotely interested in buying anything from a woman who spends most of her time wearing ludicrous outfits, taking her clothes off on the television and leaving her poor kid at home. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, little bit fussy about things like that. Uh, do you remember reading that Jodie Marsh was going out with Kirk Norcross, who's been ditched from The Only Way is Essex? There's a piece in the, uh, in the paper today. It says, did you dismiss it as a ridiculous publicity stunt? Uh, well, there's a shocking development. Jodie, 33 at least, says she dumped her toy boy because he wanted to marry her, but only if she slept with him. And she says, I absolutely won't sleep with him. I don't want to be in a relationship with him anymore. Oh, so dull. So dull, Jodie. Honestly, really. What a waste of space you are. Never mind, love. Quarter to five. This is LBC 97. Morning. I'll tell you what I'll do later on. I'll run through all the events that are taking place today, just so you're aware of how uh, of how busy it's going to be all over the place. OK, uh, Tom has a lot of respect for me, Steve, with the way he's handled this non-issue, because this happens online all the time. The fact he's in the public eye isn't relevant to me. He had no need to acknowledge this person, and if he feels he needs to, he simply has to use the block option, like Lord Sugar often does. By reposting, you know, as many of his followers will then abuse that person back, and from there it can spiral. Totally uncalled for from a professional. No, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong on every single count there. Every single count. You have to stop a child writing this filth. It has to be stopped. And, of course, people will then abuse that person because that's their only recourse. I mean, we have a telephone number. I mean, I could, I could read out a telephone number on air and you can phone him up and shout abuse down the phone at him. It doesn't, doesn't solve anything, but that's what people do. People like somebody, and they don't like somebody to be attacked like that. I mean, you come from Croydon. I mean, let's face it, you start with a handicap. You know, it can't be much fun living down there, the sort of the dump of the world, I'm afraid. Um, and, and, it's, and it's a case of it has to, to stop. It doesn't matter. One here says it's called freedom of speech, no matter how damaging. No, it doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. There is called common decency. And the, and the decency is, is where somebody goes too far. And if you read what, the, what this person says and the language that they use, well, then it has to stop. Because otherwise you're just going to end up with a whole country that's like the Jeremy Kyle show, full of filthy, foul-mouthed people who have no respect for anybody whatsoever. The girl who's just been kicked off Big Brother, as I said yesterday. You know, a terribly well-heeled young woman who didn't care about anybody. She really didn't care about anybody at all. She couldn't care less who she upset. She was only in there to have a laugh, and if, if people hated her, well, she didn't care. And I thought, and that's somebody with a decent education. Her parents must be, as I said yesterday, so thrilled to have such a, a daughter like that. Where she's going to end up, I've got no idea. But she didn't, she didn't use her time on television for her advantage at all. In fact, all she ended up was alienating an entire house. She ended up with most of the country. I mean, most of you don't know who she is anyway. But a lot of people saying it's just ridiculous. Why was this woman ever allowed on television? Because... The whole idea of going on Big Brother, you know, if you're intelligent, and she quite clearly wasn't, is to try and get something out of it. So, in other words, if you go on there, if you're a celebrity, they're all trying to resurrect a career that's dead in the water. If you're an ordinary person, use it to your advantage. You know, try and get something out of it. She got nothing out of it, apart from a lot of hatred from people who didn't like her. Nothing could do about that. That's the way you come over to somebody. If you come over and people uh, don't, you know... (laughs) and don't sort of care about other people, then it's immensely sad. Ben says, I found and read that vile boy's tweets. It's not only Tom who should be offended, but further down the several death threats, clear racism. 
I mean, it is, absolutely. I mean, the, the things he said on there, it's death threats. And I think, you know, all these stupid people going, oh, it's freedom of speech. You know, I mean, you're just simple, aren't you? Because it's, it's death threats. I know what a death threat looks like, and there's no two ways about them. They are death threats. He said he'll come round and do things to people, and that's why... Uh, that's why. So when you get somebody from Croydon who thinks that Tom has lost a lot of respect, hmm, you wait till it happens to you, sunny girl. Because it's, it's, just, it's just awful. It is a dreadful sort of thing that happens to people. And, uh, and when it happens to you, then you'll be the first one, you know, going round to the police station going, that person, and the police then act on it. And I think, I'm telling you, by tomorrow morning, that person's going to be all over the papers. They're going to find out who the parents are. The parents, I can tell you now, they're going to be Jeremy Kyle material. You just know this isn't this isn't a middle class family with a child who writes that sort of language. It's well class because you wouldn't find somebody who would write that. If somebody's had a good education, they wouldn't write that sort of language. You wouldn't say, I'm gonna come round and XXX. You just wouldn't write it. You don't think that's that. No. I think it's I think it's I think it's a sad, lonely little child who sits in their bedroom, they haven't got many friends at all, they're probably quite a bully at school. I think you can itemise what they're like. You you've probably got, you know, mother who goes out. I bet both parents smoke. Like you can almost you can almost work exactly because you're you're itemise you're 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 putting together a profile of what that boy is. You're putting together a profile of the sort of family he comes from that would let him sit up in his bedroom and write this this kind of filth. That's why I think you have to have him taken into care, and we have to uh, we have to export the parents. We have to send them to Australia on uh, on on a ship in chains and when they get the other end you just push them into australia and say will you stay there for the rest of your life okay and we take their house down and we put up a rose garden so much easier life can be so much better if we all did it my way i do love a picture in the paper today because i remember reading a book years ago called journey to the center of the earth and it was jules verne and it was a story of a group of people who decided to enter a volcano in iceland and they go into a volcano and they go into the magma chamber and they keep walking and they keep walking. And this is a, a volcano which might or might not be active. And when they get out the other side, they enter into another world. Another world. I mean, it's, it's not physically possible, I know, but it's a lovely thing to happen. And here is a man here. He's, uh, he's a, a daredevil photographer. He has lowered himself in a crane into a magma chamber to capture these images of inside a volcano. So he's gone down 120 metres, and it's just fantastic. It's the magma chamber. And this is where, you know... It, I mean, it's just unbelievable. I love pictures like this. I've just ordered a, a DVD on, uh, on volcanoes because I absolutely love volcanoes. I'm fascinated fascinated by uh, by volcanoes and it's absolutely wonderful 848500 uk, which is uh, wonderful everybody's green with me about who wants to be second at the olympics the whole idea is to win at the olympics not to come second who wants to come second or third thankfully you've all agreed so uh, so thank you very much indeed for that one as usual we are fine. We are fine uh, on that. Other stories in the papers today. That Fijian veteran threatened with deportation will be allowed to stay, but only for the time being. And uh, Danny Minogue could be blitzing the ballroom in this year's Strictly Come Dancing. I do hope so. Sharon Osbourne was horrible. If anybody was vile at Sharon Osbourne. And Molly King makes the papers today. They say here she doesn't drink. And I've never been drunk. And she's got a sex symbol status. Unfortunately, she hasn't. She hasn't got a sex symbol status. She's just got a, a little profile in the papers. And they've said here, uh, no matter what day of the week it is, she looks hot. 
No, she doesn't, I'm afraid. She really doesn't. But, I mean, at least, we, at least we're telling her. At least we're telling her now. Uh, Daily Express, our brilliant gymnast get bronze, but it should have been silver. No, it should have been gold. All this rubbish about, you know, let's, let's sort of fathom out where we come. No, you, you, you go. And even the sun on their front page, it's the biggest selling paper in the country, wanted gold medal. It says, uh, historic bronze for our brilliant gymnast, but please, can we just have one gold? Any sport, we're not bothered. You know, just as, come on, Team GB, one gold. Come on, do something, pull your fingers out, faffing around. I mean, I'm quite sure that Tom Daly will make a million, at least, at least by the end of the, uh, by the, end of the year. And uh, devastating pictures of Kristen Stewart uh, with the married film director Robert Sanders. I bet his wife's going to be thrilled. I bet she's heading for the divorce lawyers as we speak. Um, this ended her three-year romance with Robert uh, Pattinson. And here's the film producer all over her like a rash, I'm afraid. Oh, dear, honestly. How to embarrass your wife and children, I'm afraid. But, uh, gr- but great. But great. He's here. He's only young. And uh, they went to a car. They were having a kiss and a cuddle. And they've got loads of pictures of it. So, uh, silly little Brit movie director. This is uh, um, Robert Sanders. Don't you realise, Robert, I mean, you can't be that dim. You can't be that dim that you wouldn't think that because she's high profile, there's going to be a photographer who's going to be around, paparazzi with lenses that can shoot up to a mile away. Up to a mile away. You know, on a clear day, they can see you in a clinch. You know, she's just a tart and he's a tart as well. But unfortunately, he's a tart who screwed his marriage up. At the same time. Uh, and we like, well, the producer likes uh, Robert Pattinson more now. because Well, yeah, I do. But he has actually kicked her out of their house and he's refusing to talk to her. Well, good. You don't want anything to do with her. Once a cheat, always a cheat. It's like Grant, Grant Bovey cheated on the wife and apparently cheated on, uh, on the poor little Anthea Turner. Just, just distraught over the whole thing. And yet she should realise, I mean, she did it years ago to Della Bovey, so I don't know why she's surprised by it. But anyway, she's going on holiday. But of course, bearing in mind, they're on their skids. They really are. They're, they're, they're struggling to stay afloat. She's the breadwinner of the family, because his, his, his company went bust owing £50 million. Pounds. And uh, it'll be an economy trip to Spain, I should imagine. They're probably flying second class or something like that. She's going with his daughters. But now it turns out it might have been the daughters who introduced their father to this other woman. Ooh, duh. Not the brightest pennies there. But uh, anyway, now Bovey's three girls have kicked him out over the fling and celebrated with a party. They're not the brightest family in the sun. Under the sun, are they? In the sun, out of the sun. Who cares? And here they are. And apparently they're all rallying around Anthea. Oh, God, why do people make such a drama out of it? Listen, man cheats on woman. Get over yourself. I mean, to be honest with you, as the producer says, Robert Pattinson would never cheat when they get married. Well, he wouldn't, because he's not that sort of person. Not that sort of person. She would. She'd cheat straight away. She'd cheat with anybody. She's not fussy. So, uh, well done, Robert, for kicking it. Don't take her back. Please don't take her back. It's very tedious, these sort of things. Um, Of course the kid, says Colin, is sorry about his tweets. He's sorry he was found out. I do have to ask, though, why would the police get involved? Since when is it being... Uh, and being an offensive idiot, a crime that required police attention, because he's made death threats. I mean, it is uh, absolutely offensive, racist death threats. I mean, some of the stuff, some of the, la- well, I can't use any of the language, I'm afraid, on this programme. Uh, here in Canada, the police would never waste their time with something like that, as it isn't a criminal act, because freedom of speech is guaranteed. Well, we have freedom of speech, not death threats, though. Start making death threats and the police start coming down a little bit heavier. 
He says, I cannot fathom the cases in Britain in which people are prosecuted for tweets or rants on, on iTube or YouTube when people who commit violent crimes, like the two lads who beat one of their fathers into a coma with baseball bats, uh, don't receive any jail time for their much more serious actions. Is it me or does the legal system in Britain not have its priorities a little out of whack? No, not in, t- not in the slightest. If you've read everything that this, this child wrote, it's death threats. And you, because because he's quite clearly not the full shilling, and that's putting it mildly, uh, you have to get the police involved. There might not be any prosecution at the end of the day. I have no idea. There might not be a prosecution. Whatever it is, it's offensive, and it's against somebody that we like. People like Tom Daly in this country, and so if somebody writes filthy stuff about him, you want to know who it is. We want to see who this person is, and then we can vent our anger against him. So by tomorrow morning, I bet you anything... There'll be film crews dispatched down to this young man's house today. Already, I should imagine, ITN, BBC, local film crews will be going down there to find out exactly where... I can, I can pick the house out now. I can find that. Because people don't... I've never sat at home and written this sort of filth. You know, I'm sure there must be somebody within this building who's probably written things like that, but, I mean, I don't know them. Because you just... It's not in my vocabulary to write this sort of stuff. But people do, I'm afraid. And uh, you have to stop it, because otherwise we end up with a country of trolls. And we end up with something like the Jeremy Kyle show. Or at worst, lunch with Melanie Sykes and Gino DeCampo. And you don't want to go down that route. Rain at times this morning, because it's going to get very wet today. Some drier spells, more persistent rain likely for a time this afternoon before the dry weather edges north. Uh, 18 degrees, it's currently 14 so you've only got another four degrees to go and you're there. Evening sunshine possible in a few areas as the rain clears north and generally dry overnight, but with cloud increasing, quite humid and turning misty in places. I'd love to know as well what your feeling is about the testing of cosmetic products on animals. Are you aware that they still do cosmetic testing or did you think it finished ages ago with the beagles that smoke 20 fags a day? You know, which are, and bunny rabbits who have stuff dropped in their eyes because they've got that kind of... Or little monkeys who are sort of injected with things just so that women can look beautiful. Apparently, cosmetic testing has not been allowed in this country since 1998. But uh, in Europe, they still test on animals. Still leading companies. Leading companies. By law, rabbits must have cosmetic chemicals dripped in their eyes or spread over their sensitive skin, causing sores and bleeding. That's still a legal requirement. You have to test cosmetics on animals in China. They have no thought about it whatsoever. And I wonder, really, if I read out the list of companies that use, you know, stuff that has been tested on animals in China, you'd be horrified. That's why Ricky Gervais has stepped in. Does it bother you? Tell me in London. On FM, online, Alan. Oh, dear God, give us a gold medal. Give us a gold... Anything. Can we buy a gold medal from somebody? Could we bribe one of the Chinese or somebody like that? Excuse me, could we buy one of your gold medals? That'd be quite nice, wouldn't it, I think? Because we don't have any as yet. We have bronze. We have silver. I'm endorsing... I'm, listen, I'm, I'm all for, listen, buying medals. I'll, I'll make them myself at home. I'll buy a little smelting outfit, make our own... And then go, look, we've got a gold medal! Because that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be the chocolate ones by the time we get to the end of this week with the sun if we don't get a gold medal from somewhere because we're not good enough. We can put on a very good show. Paul McCartney got paid a quid, incidentally. A quid for his performance. That was what the, the deal was, like many of them. A pound. His royalties for Hey Jude, of course, amounted to about tens of thousands of pounds, as it was seen by millions and billions of people around the world. So a pound for his appearance. But the papers are now saying, you know, a colossus, but time to move on. Time to move on. And it's time for Macca to let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. 
there. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so uh, they've decided he should step down. He should step down and and he should just, he should sort of give up really gracefully. The trouble is, I don't think he should. I just don't think he should do any more of these high profile things. Okay. Seamus. Yeah, hello. Morning. Morning, Susan. Mm. Yeah, I just want to speak about this uh, this troll kid mm. that was uh, abusing Tom Daly. So basically, like, like I have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. But before any of this actually happened, like my attention got drawn to him a few days ago anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just started looking at his profile and, like, and I started looking into it and stuff. And, like, from what I can gather, he's, he's 16, I think. Right. And, uh, How old do yeah, you have to just... be for a, for a Twitter account? Can you have an account at any age? Yeah. Right, doesn't OK. doesn't really matter. Facebook, right. Twitter. But, yeah, he's just... Oh, I don't get it, because... You... And, like, from what I can get as well, that his uh, his mother's passed away as well, so that's maybe where the hatred could be right. coming from. Could be that. Does but, he write about anything else? I mean, I mean, he's obviously been tweeting well, yeah. for some time, so did he write about music? Did he write about things like that? Well, that's, the, that's the thing that really shocked me the most, actually. Like, going through his account, just every single thing seems to be, like, hate. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, do you know? Uh, To to be honest with you, that you you could feel if if you if you'd lost your mother, you would feel hatred. You would feel hatred to people who seem to be very happy because you're very miserable. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I can understand that. Some of some of the stuff this kid comes out with Mm. is completely like unreal. He, from what I can gather from tweets I've seen, he was the do you know Stan Collymore? Yes. Yes, I mean, I've read some of his... But the trouble is, if you've got a lot of hatred in you and you see somebody in the paper, it would be quite easy, wouldn't it, uh, to get angry about somebody. And if you sit there and you haven't got a mum who's there to look after you and to check, you sit there and you write this stuff on the internet and it's a way of getting your hatred out. Unfortunately, as you and I know, when you get to adult, it's only when you get to adult you realise just how bad it can become. When you're a kid, you say things. And then somebody would say, you're in big trouble. And he suddenly realised this isn't just some kid writing in a bedroom somewhere. This is something that could escalate quite badly. Oh, definitely. Because, like, from, from what I've read, like, this kid feels no remorse for anything he says. No, no. Like, I saw the tweet saying, I apologise for, um, like, for the abuse against Tom Daly and stuff. But mm. if you read, like, more recent tweets and stuff, he just completely forgets about that. And then he just starts um, abusing again. Yes, I mean, it's, it's right. a, I mean, we don't know what he's actually like as a person. I've had a look at him on, on YouTube, and, yeah, and he have just... You, have he, you seen that? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, he does actually look as though there's a lot of chips on his shoulder. He, there's a lot of angst there, and probably, I don't know, but we saw it with the kids who were looting, the very young kids who were appearing in court, oh, coming yeah. out with their hoodies on, sticking two fingers up to the journey. They really don't care until somebody comes and slaps them on the back of the legs yeah, and goes... Exactly. You're going to a remand centre. I agree completely. Yeah. I think this this kid definitely needs like. Well, if if what I think is true that he is sixteen, like, yeah. I think he should be old enough now anyway to kind of realise. Oh, well, you and I know you. You and I see people on the television. You think you can't be eighteen. You, but I, I see them on the Jeremy Kyle show. You th- and they go, "She's twenty-two," and you think, "But why is she behaving like an idiot?" 
You only learn as you get a bit older and you come into the real world where you've got to earn a living for yourself that you cannot write stuff like this about people without it coming back to bite you on the bum. Mm. And in his case, somebody obviously then wrote to him and said, listen, you can't say this because of... And he then said, all right, I've apologised. Now, because it's increased to 45,000, now, because I suspect film crews will be dispatched down to his house... All of a sudden, his father's going to have to justify it and say, well, you know, he's he's been going through a bad period, his mother died, whatever. But somebody needs to look after him, quite clearly. Right, but I I think that's wrong as well, because, you know, he he was trending on Twitter, like, all night tonight, well, last night. And I just think that's wrong, because that's just, that's making him known, you know what I mean? Mm. But it's also very bad for a kid of that age to be up all night twittering. He should be in bed asleep. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, we were. You know, you'd be reading in bed at home when you were young. Your mother or dad would come up the stairs and go, light off. Yeah. And that's what it is. You know, I mean, we we all had to get, we all hated it. Because you think, well, I'm not really tired. And it it, it isn't until you learn respect for people. But if he hasn't got a mum, that's very sad. But that's maybe where where some of this hatred comes from. This anger that he hasn't got what other people have got. Well, exactly. But I have quite a few mates who've lost their mum. And, you know, not everyone retorts like that. No, I mean, well, you know, I've I've lost both my parents. And I would never write things like that. And I I know lots of other people in a in a very similar situation who and you know, you've you've been through it, but you don't write that kind of thing. But then you don't know what sort of family he comes from. We don't know if he's got brothers or sisters. But I suspect by by this time tomorrow, Seamus, we'll know everything we ever wanted to know about this person. You know, he might have you know I mean it could be anything. Could be absolutely anything. You know, he might be known to the local police he might be. It could be anything. We have no idea at all. But it's it's interesting that you've been through and you've you've seen some of the hatred and some of the uh, the stuff that he's written. It's not normal for a child to write that kind of stuff. It really isn't normal. That, that it's you know it's it's very sad. It's very sad for Tom Daly. And Tom Daly would quite you know if if you make the mistake of responding to these these people, then that gives them their high. You know, so if somebody writes something abusive to you, James O'Brien said to me, he said he thinks it's hilarious. He said if somebody writes something abusive to him, he said you just ignore it. He said because what their their little get-off is, you know, if, if they think somebody's noticed who they are because they aren't anybody. And that's they're, they're sad little people who are living very shallow lives and they're jealous. They're jealous of what other people have got. They're jealous of, you know, people's jobs or their money or their friends or the fact that they're happy. They hate that. Because they're not happy. And quite clearly, this, this lad isn't very happy. Whether he's lost his mother... I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I agree with you. I don't think that makes the slightest difference whether he's lost his mother. If anything, it would make you more withdrawn. It wouldn't make you angry. It wouldn't make you angry and very, you know, and sort of bitter and twisted and sick towards other people. I mean, that would just be sad and lonely. But the people who write this sort of stuff, generally they have got a few issues with themselves... And it is the fact that they are jealous of other people. So he might have, you know, written to Tom Daly thinking that maybe... I mean, if he was that stupid, he might be that stupid, I don't know. He might not have known that Tom Daly's dad had died. I would be surprised, because it's very well documented. It's been in all the papers, every, it's been in all over the internet. But just in case he didn't, he's going, wait a minute, what right have you got to have two parents where I haven't got two parents? And that's where the jealousy would come in. And, and people get jealous. I remember somebody said to me years ago, they said, you're obviously jealous of... It was another presenter, and you think, I'm jealous of anybody in my life. I couldn't care less. I'm, not, I'm, so, I'm so not in that kind of uh, loop at all. I'm never jealous of anybody. Somebody could, you know, I've got friends who are absolutely filthy rich. Why would you be jealous of them? 
long as you've got your health, roughly, you know, and you've got you know, a nice group of friends, that's fine. That's all you need in this day and age. You don't want anything else. And that's why this boy doesn't have it. And that's why so many of the internet trolls, they're, all, they're, they're very lonely people. They're very lonely people. And that's why I suppose you really have to give them, you know, some sort of, some sort of help, I suppose. 84850, steve at uk. He might have been bullied at school, I don't know. Jodie Marsh is constantly telling anybody who'll actually listen, you know, that she was bullied at school. But there again, she's made a career out of telling people she was bullied at school. But of course, she's encouraged people to bully her. You know, when you go out and flaunt yourself in people's faces and talk about your silly little life, then quite rightly, people are going, just go away. Go away. Go away, go away. It's like, you know, the Anthea Turner and the Grant Bovey. Who cares? He can sleep with the entire load of people down in Chelsea Harbour. I couldn't care less. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just stupid. But eventually, I will be proved right. There'll be stories coming out about this one. I bet you anything. Bet your bottom dollar. Horse riding was very good the other day. I quite like that in, in Greenwich Park. Nice to see uh, William and Kate. And we had to put up with Prince Andrew's daughters as well. And, uh, and we had Prince Harry. And then you've got all the pictures in the paper today of Kristen Stewart clutching the hand of a married film director. He's over quite clearly no regard for the wife, no regard for the children, no regard for anybody except himself and the little bit that he's managed to pull. So well done there, which is fantastic. Uh, Ali Ross talking about uh, Jesus Christ Superstar really was the most boring programme on television. And uh, whether that one goes any further, I don't know. And uh, and. And the police were... Do you remember the other day we had a case of a woman in Essex who had claimed that she had cancer and people donated her wedding for her. She was given, I think, by one firm in Billericay, £3,500 wedding package with a DJ and food and everything else. And now the police are investigating because some people have said, I don't think she's as ill as she said she was. Well, there's another woman here. This is Rachel Hewitt. Rachel Hewitt is a policewoman. A policewoman. And she pretended her daughter had cancer to get time off work. She went... I mean, she's quite clearly... How she ever got through the police training, I'll never know. They should have weeded her out ages ago. So she lies and said, my daughter's got cancer, so I can get time off... Her daughter was competing in a gymkhana. So quite rightly, the police and the judge have locked her up for 18 months. What a stupid woman. News headlines with Sam Pittis. A police investigation's begun after abusive messages. Morning, 18 minutes past five. It's, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. such a good mood today. Such a good mood. I can't tell you, I was going to go shopping yesterday and then I looked at the weather and I thought, I can't be bothered. I can't be, I, I, I went back and, uh, and I started trawling through all these DVDs that I've been sent. I get sent loads of DVDs. And so I sat down. I thought, I'm going to have a day of watching DVDs. And so I had about a couple of hours where I flick through. When you get to the ad break, just go and whiz through them. I wish somebody take the ad breaks out of these things. But anyway, and so I sat down and watched everything. And I was watching a bit of Jordan's programme. Because I thought, you know, I get paid for talking about it. So you might as well watch it. Seems fair enough. And, and then I watched another programme on gay icons on television over the years, which was very funny. Very funny indeed. Especially as, especially as how much it's changed over the years. That was very good. Looking at now, they're actually going, we've got a new chat show, find a gay host. Far more entertaining than these boring other people. And what else did I watch? Oh, then, I was, then, I wanted to, then I got obsessed with volcanoes. I got, then, I, then I found some really good jokes on the internet, which I then tweeted on to a friend of mine. And I didn't do a tweet yesterday. It was actually the first time I'd not done a tweet. I looked around. I, couldn't, I was going to do something on the weather, and, and, and I thought, no, I can't wait to be 
bothered actually today. So today I, I, I will tweet something later on. It's at Steve Allen Show. At Steve Allen Show. That's my tweet. Okay. And uh, we did. It's a nice select, select little bunch. Nice select little bunch. Got loads of people in this building listening. And then I saw Dave Berry on the television. He pitched up on something. I can't remember what it was that he pitched up on. He's sickeningly good looking. It, it's so depressing. It's so, and he's slim. It's so depressing. It really is. And he was on this programme. And some people can get away with the half-shaved look. I'm not one of them. My Auntie Enid can do that. I mean, she's... I was, somebody said to me the other day, because she, you know she's in a home, my Auntie Enid, and every time I go round there, her room is full of flowers. I mean, just full of flowers. I mean, you know, I mean, she, they're out in the corridor, they're out... I mean, it's lucky she lives near an accident black spot. But she, so she's got all these flowers with all these messages on and everything else. And uh, she thinks they're all for her, bless her. What do you mean should she exist? She's still living, my Auntie Enid. Admittedly, she's got a full beard now and a moustache and sideburns because, you know, she refuses to use the creams that we've sent in for her. And also, I think it's, it's made her skin erupt a little bit. But no, no, she definitely exists. Good Lord above, honestly. We wouldn't, we wouldn't be the sort of programme, ladies and gentlemen, that makes people up. We're not that kind of people at all. Um, I would love to know, if you're um, one of those who thinks that it is time for Paul McCartney to retire and let it be and not pitch up. There's a, there's a very interesting article in the Mail today. Now, remember, I'm a big Beatles fan. You are listening to the man who's got every Beatles album, every Beatles single, every Beatles film. OK, I've got the lot. I've got the set. And I wonder, really, having seen his performance at the Olympic Games, it is about time that we let him, you know, go and sort of watch daisies and swing on. You know, one of those nice... I mean, I know he's only a pound, but I'd rather pay the extra money and get somebody younger. You know, if you get my drift. I mean, I see him sitting on a porch, perhaps in the film Steel Magnolia, swinging backwards and forwards on one of those those nice chairs, which is on the uh, the big the big uh, chains, and you swing backwards and forwards, and you've got a, a mint julep, and uh, and possibly uh, you know the newspapers, and you just swing, you know that's the kind of thing I want to retire to a town like the one in Steel Magnolias, a couple of cats that just sit down there, and a little a little dog, not a little scrappy little dog, but sort of a little a little dog that's got a bit of bit of guts in it. Little Border Terrier or something like that. The little dog that doesn't know it's little. That's the trouble with Border Terriers. They actually think they're huge, but they're not. They're little, little tiny things. And that would be nice, wouldn't it? See out your days that way. See out your days. Um, 84850, uk. Thank you, Diana. And uh, very much indeed. I hope you're well. Uh, Sean says... Uh, Great show as usual. I don't think you're capable of a bad one. I, do you know, I don't think... It's not entirely possible. It's, I've never known a bad show. Never known a bad show. I mean, you know, when, I, when you say, can you blow your own trumpet, can I ever? Can I ever? Oh, God, yeah. I told you, even people who don't like me listen every day. That's the funniest thing. Somebody who actually really doesn't like you would listen every day. And, of course, they love it. They love things like that. He says, I'd like to remember another uh, loquacious entertainer. Oh, no, not that one. Oh, no, definitely not him. Oh, no, he was dreadful. Oh, he was dreadful. Oh, we used to pick on him all the time. He was so awful. Oh, definitely not, Sean. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, definitely not. I won't even mention who it is. Uh, 84850. Graham says, how does he think he's going to get away with it? This is the person twittering about Tom Daly. He's got his picture on profile and bragging about followers. Well, he, today is going to be a bit of a shock for him. Because I suspect the media are going to turn up on his doorstep. Because they all know where he is. And uh, they have a phone number. It's uh, interesting. Intre- I, mean, I, I mean, I think it's going to be very interesting because as it's the front page of the papers, because people like Tom Daly. 
doesn't help, does it, when somebody writes, you know, and put death threats up there. So that's why I have to stamp it out. So he's going to be a very popular boy today. Very popular. I wonder if he's got a job or if he goes to school. Are they on holidays still, the schools? Difficult to tell. I can't remember half the time. Oh, they've just started. Oh, right. Oh, well. If I was him, I would uh, get the heck out of the house as quick as possible. They're on their way. Thought I'd remind you of that now. Do you know they, they, they've got a picture of a cyclist whose thighs... This is the, the German cyclist, Andre Greipel. His thighs are bigger than his stomach, than his waist. His th- you've never... I mean, I've, it's, a, it's, it's an indication here, ladies and gentlemen. Never, ever get a bicycle. Because you're going to end up like... The, I've never seen anything like it. The circumference around the top of his legs is 34 inches. Each leg, 34 inches. That is bigger than his waist. <gasps> Good grief. I mean, it just looks awful. I mean, I don't want to be rude about this poor man, but God knows, I tell you, when, I was going to buy a cycle today. I was going to go and treat myself to a bicycle, a bicycle, but I'm, I'm not going to do it. Oh, by the way, if you want to live longer, ditch the diet, cancel the gym, just eat less. There's no point in going to the gym. It doesn't work. I mean, yesterday I was forced, at gunpoint practically, to have bacon rolls. Forced, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't want to eat them. But anyway, once you've started eating, you can't kind of give up. And the ones from Pret are particularly good. And, and you need something in the morning to give you that little boost to get you through the next bit of the day. And a bacon roll kind of does it. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to brag about how many I could probably eat in a sitting, but, I mean, they are particularly good. <laughs> particularly good. And so I'm now worried. I'm now getting addicted to bacon sandwiches. Whereas, really, I should be going home and having a bowl of muesli. But, frankly, I ate both of them, yeah. Well, I had to. They were there and one was getting cold, so I had to eat as quickly as possible. But I felt a bit guilty. No, no, I mean, I, d- I did offer to the, to the breakfast show team yesterday because Nick Ferrari was coming live, as you know, from... Uh, from uh, from our Olymp- from Stratford, <laughs> to remember where he's coming from now. And uh, so that was good. So I'm sitting there in the studio with the two people, just in case the line went down, waiting. And I was eating these bacon rolls, and I felt a bit guilty. So I did offer. I said, if anybody would like, uh, like a bit of this, then you're very, very welcome. Uh, Neil says, on the subject of uh, Sir Jimmy Savile, now then, now then's auction, he said it was uh, sale day, 500 lots. Uh, the Rolls-Royce, 130. Uh, lots of signed Christmas cards from Charles and Diana. And he says, typically, he says, after sitting at my PC for over two hours waiting for an item, I fancy placing a bid on, my PC decided to freeze at the wrong moment. No, no. He said, I did sit on his knee when I was around eight or nine and got his autograph, which I still have. He said, great show yesterday, Steve. Have a good day, me old china plate. Mate. See? Cockney rhyming slang. Because I was, I was mistaken, you see. I thought that the people on EastEnders were talking Cockney. But, of course, they're not. They're not, nobody's talking Cockney on there at all. So when they go, it's, it's just, it's what? They're, they're just chavs. I know. All right, hello, darling. What's it? You know, that, that, that's not Cockney. That's chav. They're speaking fluent chav. I've heard a number of people doing it on the television. It's good, though, isn't it? I quite like it. Uh, Gordon says, are you OK? He says, unless we've missed it, you haven't commented on Shami Chakrabarty's starring role in the opening ceremony. Shami Chakrabarty? What was she doing there? Oh, little Miss Pitch up for anything. Oh, don't, don't, you've annoyed me now, you see. I was doing so well on the programme. And he says, talking of slipping standards, me forgetting that, who on earth designed T- Team GB's bizarre outfits? A cross between village people, Bertram Mills and Michael Jackson. <laughs> now, you're, you're not old enough to remember Bertram Mills Circus. There's only a few of us listening who remember that. And that's Sandra and Gordon, currently residing at the Beach House in Tooting. 
We like tooting. They are part of the tooting massive. Well, well he is, anyway. Uh, what's happening with uh, Nick Ferrari? He's back uh, to Earth today. Medals, troops, tickets and Twitter. How are the Olympics going on? Well, we don't have a gold as yet. David Banks, for, former editor of The Mirror, will be live in the studio. And, uh, and this is the first Olympic Games... Uh, which has had a lot of Twitter input, lots of issues, athletes banned, some people being abused, but the most direct access into the Games, unlike anything we've ever had before. Yes, I think so. I think so as well. So uh, all of that and more, and eating disorders costing the NHS over a billion pounds a year. That and more with Nick Ferrari this morning from 7 o'clock on LBC 97.3. Did you watch the diving, says Noreen? We did. We were thinking of you. I know. I, did, I mean, he got such a cheer, though, didn't he, when he walked up there? I mean, I, to be honest with you, I think it was for him. I don't think it was for the other person. But it was, it was really good, and they got a huge cheer, and everybody was clapping, and I was clapping, and going really berserk, and going, woo, 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 like that. And then they dived. I was like, oh, it's OK. Uh, 9.5. And we got a bronze in the team gymnastics. Yeah, because we just weren't good enough, were we? We should have got a gold. And Winnie's going off to the Olympics today. The under-23 nudist leapfrog. Didn't know there was an under-23. I, th- I know there's an over-35 nudist leapfrog team. And, uh, and I did see Zara and William and Harry and then Beatrice and Eugenie pitched up because if there's a photo opportunity, they want to make sure they're there and not ostracised from the family like their dear departed mother who departs you know, from the royal family every time they get together at Christmas. So uh, have a nice time at the Olympics today, Winnie. I'm sure you will. Uh, I'm going to run through very shortly, and we will do it a little bit later on, all the events which are taking place today and the places to avoid. There's lots of places to avoid, so we shall do that a little bit later on. And Junior is out there. He says, I'm enjoying the uh, the show. He says, when did Claire Baldy become a swimming guru? Well, she um, she just pitches up, doesn't she, Claire Baldy? It was the women's swimming, wasn't it, she was she was commenting on yesterday. She's very knowledgeable. I mean, she's, she's very good. She does do her, her sort of stuff, and she was a little bit less excitable than Matt. Matt from The One Show, because I think they've kind of shelved that, I think. But um, she does pontificate on just about everything. 41 degrees he had in uh, Dalian yesterday. The aircon couldn't cope. It blew up. Cool. 31 degrees at 10 to 12. 31... 90s. <sighs> Not good, I'm afraid. Not good. It's LBC 97.3. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast show. We'll have, uh, we'll have a rundown on what's actually taking place today so you'll know the areas to avoid because there's more areas which are involved today in the Olympics. And, uh, and we're talking as well about uh, the internet troll, the so-called, well, he could be anything, between 12 and 16 now, this, uh, this young lad, whose life is about to change and not for the better. That'll be uh, in details coming up in a moment. LBC 97.3, where the time now is 5.30. Watching the diving yesterday, as I'm now an expert on diving, it was interesting. I've never seen the divers in the, in, in, in the twin sets and pearls talking to each other. Unos, dos, tres, if we... You know, and then one, two... Three. And then there were those people who ran. They go, well, da, da. and then they ran, and then, oh, I felt physically sick. It's quite high, you know. Well, like jumping off an orange box. Anyway, for today, the sporting day ahead. This is what's taking place today. So it's going to be very, very busy. Very, very busy out there. The equestrian, we've got the show jumping and the medal decider. The GB currently second in the team event. Uh, we've got the canoe slalom. Uh, this is the men's single final, world-ranked uh, number David Florence goes for GB on his home water. 
That's at three o'clock. Gymnastics, the women's, women's team final. We came fifth in the in the world's our best ever result. It's not good enough, is it? It's not good enough. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. In fact, everybody's agreed with me this morning, so that's good news. You all are going, exactly, we want gold. Like the sun is saying, we want gold. We don't want bronze. We don't want silver. We want gold. You've also got sailing, the men's and women's hockey, women's GBR versus Korea, basketball. Uh, that's the British men versus Brazil at quarter to five and Tunisia versus USA. Kobe Bryant and LeBron James set to start at 22.15. Beach volleyball. Whee! Everybody getting very excited about the beach, beach volleyball with uh, Zara Dempney and Shauna Mullin taking on the Italian pair of Greta Sicolari and uh, Marta Menegatti. Can you imagine sitting there trying to read through these blooming names? It'd be a nightmare. Then we've also got diving, women synchronised, 10 metres, football, GB women, tennis, Andy Murray, and uh, swimming, men's 200 metres butterfly final, men's 4 by 200 metres freestyle relay, women's 200 metres freestyle final, and the women's 200 metres individual medley final. So uh, let me also tell you, it's the first weekday evening Olympic football match at Wembley Stadium. Now, the match means that the Jubilee line and the Metropolitan line will be exceptionally busy during the evening peak. So essential to plan ahead, leave extra travel time and avoid the uh, the travel hotspots. OK? Please take my advice on it. I don't want anybody sitting there going, oh, nobody told us. We told you. Liam, morning. Hi, Steve. Morning, morning mate. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Well, put this way, I like it today. I might go and buy a bicycle, but I've looked at the size of the legs on this bloke today and I've decided there's no way I'm buying a bicycle. It depends how big your waist is, mate. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, uh, well, I mean, in, in, in my mind, 28. <laughs> well, well, mine's 38 and I don't want, I don't want 78 inches. But I bet you anything, I bet you that you are 38, probably in a pair of casual trousers. In a suit, I bet you're 40. Uh, if you get it from Phoenix and Don Lewis, yes. Yeah. Um, if you get it somewhere else, no. It right. Depends, you know. <laughs> uh, a couple of things. A couple of things, yep. okay. Like Paul McCartney, I know you're a big Beatles fan. I am. You know, I really think he's, you know, he's he's had his day, mate, really. Yeah. Yes, you I'm know, inclined he, to agree. He, he, was, he was awful at the, at, the, at the Jubilee. He really, you know, it wasn't good. Mm. And then, thank God for whoever the authorities were, you know, he, he tried to get in with Bruce Springsteen and some others <laughs> in Hyde Park a month yes. or so ago, and it was so awful they pulled the plug. I mean, we should have seen it coming. We should have seen it coming. Why, mm. you know, at the end of that fantastic ceremony, you know, the, yeah. I mean, the Olympics were, I, I thought, were just stunning. They were fab. Yeah, like and then when, when they got all those shells together and then the torch came together... That should have been it. I mean, that would have been like the icing on the cake. Shouldn't it have been no, land that, of hope that, and that, glory? Uh, yeah, but I mean, you don't want uh, Paul McCartney uh, topping that. No, you, can't, you, you know, you can't top that. Uh, he can't think. I mean, no, no disrespect. You know, but, I mean, you know, do, please, we don't want him a fourth time. We, he's done the jubilee. He's ruined Bruce Springsteen. He's ruined the Olympics. Please, if there's going to be a fourth thing this year, don't let him be involved. You know, just, just, just kill it, can we? I don't oh. mean kill him. I mean, can we... Just, no, exactly. You know? We don't want any of that kind yeah. of talk. But early in the morning well, yeah, for that yeah. kind of thing, taking out a contract yeah. on Paul McCartney. You know, you know what I mean, you know what yeah. I mean. No, yeah. I, I agree with you, and that's, and that's what basically the Daily Mail have said today. They've said, listen, it's very nice, we love him to pieces, but enough is enough. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Bring back um, Pickety Witch. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, they should have resurrected Mark Bowden as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no, that would have been that, good. That, that would have been that, a goodie. That, yeah. Or well, selling that the Wombles. 
You, no, no, you imagine, you imagine the hot love by T-Rex. Yes. Know, doing la, 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 instead of Hey Jude. Nah, well, Hey Jude nah, was the I mean, dullest song ever. Yeah. It really yeah, was. Mate, it would have been much better. Um, and tell, been tell better. me about, about Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile, yeah, yeah, you know, everyone's going on about Jimmy Savile. Um, and I can't, you know, the government, bless them, I mean, I, I mean I've had experience in this, and it's, it, it's pretty horrible. But, I mean, they can't wait for, for Jimmy Savile's estate to be, you know, sort of like, uh, sold up so they can close it in and bring in probate. Because as you know, I mean, I've, I had experience with this a little while ago. and it, it, it's pretty You have to screwed. do everything first before you can awful. do close down. It really thing, yeah. is awful, yeah. I mean, anything you leave over £340,000, mm. uh, the government will just come along and say, oh, actually, if you don't know, 40% of that. So, you know, if, if someone leaves uh, four hundred and forty thousand. So, sorry, if somebody leaves four hundred and thirty thousand pounds over the three hundred and thirty thousand, or three forty, three thirty, I get mixed up what it is. Mm. But if, if somebody's a hundred grand over that threshold, mm. the government will just say, oh, "Well, actually, forty thousand pounds of that is coming to us." Thank yes, you very, yes. very, very, very. That's why they want it closed quickly. Well, when did he die, Steve? I've forgotten when he died. Uh, was it a year or two ago. No, I can't when he... it was months, wasn't it? Uh, is it really? Six months. I'm losing, I, I, I'm losing my mind. Yeah, I that's six months. I mean, the that. stuff is going for actually bigger money than they thought. Yeah. Because but he's I mean, got all those Devil, signed Jimmy cards. Devil, he's going to have a lovely house. He's going to mm. leave loads of money. All these things are going through auction. Yeah. You know, he's going to be... And he wasn't a poor man, was he? I mean, he must have amassed loads and loads of money over the years. I think he and had probably about a few few million. Yeah. And, you know, so, so I mean, you just look at how much else our splendid, wonderful government, you know, over the 340 grand, his property is going to be sold, his possessions are going to be sold. Yeah. You know, the solicitors are going to be digging into whatever he's got in the bank and, mm. uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Sad. And they get whatever he leaves over £340,000, because he was a single guy. Oh, it goes you know, to the he, state. He, the, the government, again, let's just suppose he's left. Uh, two million pounds. That's, mm. You know, like that—that's an awful lot of money. Uh, the government are going to claim uh, one point. What is it? One point mm. two. But also for doing nothing. I mean, to be honest, you know, the government haven't, haven't had to do it. He's the one who's amassed the money. He's the one who's actually was keeping it. I mean, to be honest, with you, I'm taking it with me when I go. They're going to bury me with a check. That's what's going to happen, I've decided. Leanne, thank you. I've got to leave it there because I just want to quickly uh, re- recap. He died nine months ago. He died October last year. And uh, and the, the stuff is going way over because it, it doesn't matter. The the signed Diana Christmas cards are still worth money. She still pulls in good money, does Diana. And he had a number of cards from members of the royal family. If you remember, the Queen Mother was a was a friend. And uh, now then, now then, Queenie. I said to Queenie because he called his mother, I think, Queenie as well. Or and he called her the Duchess. Called her the Duchess. Brings me back to those peculiar people in. Um, in the Housewives of New York City, a more vile bunch of women you'd be hard pushed to find, especially bug-eyed Romano. Oh, what a vile woman! Oh, you want to Romano? You want to fly over there and tell her you're horrible? You really are nasty piece of work, nasty piece of work. And also get your eyes sorted out. You look like a frog. Not an attractive look at all, ladies and gentlemen. Um, do we think the boy's parents know what the internet troll? Well, we don't know. It depends on whether we think his, his mother's alive or whether she's not alive and he's only got a father or whether he's got a step... We, we don't know yet. I'm not sure about what, what the family is. But uh, do you think the, the, the parents know? They're about to find out. I mean, because most kids, they do it in their bedroom and the parents never know. 
Because they go, your son was doing what? There was a guy who was in Wales, wasn't there? He wasn't an internet troll. He was an eBay seller, but he was fake. He was selling thousands of pounds worth of stuff he never had and raking in money, and his parents never knew he was doing it. So he got prosecuted. He went back home and carried on doing it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, take him out, firing squad. You know, let's end it now. <laughs> I like to be caring about these sort of things. You know, I'm a little bit Ceausescu, as they say. It's not Cockney rhyming slang, by the way. 84850, uk. So, uh, time to call it a day for Paul McCartney. Time to stop animal testing. China, they still test on animals and a lot of companies. Richard says, famous singers often unwisely carry on performing past their sell-by dates. These notably include Frank Sinatra and Bing Crosby. And I feel that Tony Bennett really should close his very long singing career. Yes, well, I thought Bing Crosby was the same. You know, I thought he was very good. Sinatra, you're right. I saw Frank Sinatra on his last tour. Uh, We got given some really nice seats. And he couldn't remember the words... They were all on TV screens around. He couldn't remember Strangers in the Night. And he started singing, Strangers, Strangers, Strangers. And, and that, that, that to stop the orchestra and start all over again, which I thought was a bit embarrassing. You know, when, when it gets to that stage, then I think they should be put out to pasture. And as I say, they should be there on their porch, white little picket fence, a little bit of grass, the smell of new-mown grass, a mint julep tea probably with a gin in it or a sherry or something like that, and uh, and just sit there swinging backwards and forwards, you know, listening to your old recordings. It's a nice thing to do, isn't it? Gary says, you have to get yourself a bike. Don't worry, you'll be in no danger of getting huge thighs, but you will get a trimmer waist and a stronger heart. Yeah, it's all right for you to say that, because he's fit, you see. He's seen me, so he knows how unfit I am. As for gold medals, actually, I'll tell you what, what does make you lose weight, cutting out booze. Cutting out booze makes you lose weight. I had, uh, had a couple of days, a couple of days, where I, where I didn't drink anything at all, but just loads of water. And I thought that was really good. Water's really good. Today it's going to be uh, water and coconut water. So it's going to be uh, healthy, 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 healthy. And as for gold medals, watch the men's triathlon next week. Alistair Brownlee would take gold and Johnny Brownlee silver. And with a bit of luck, says Gary, Bradley Wiggins will get gold on Wednesday for the time trial. Oh, I do hope so. Oh, we do want gold. We don't want silvers. We don't want bronzes. We don't want sympathy. We want gold. Okay. 84850. And uh, somebody says here, Steve, that internet troll should apologise face to face to Tom Daly. And uh, uh, Ree Macker, I'm another fan too, but agree because losing strength in his voice, he should either do small, intimate gigs or another type of music like Rod Stewart had to do. Or the third option, like, as you say, in that lovely film, sitting on the veranda playing his guitar. It was such a good film, that. Still Magnolia's a great film, and I thought that would be, uh, that would be wonderful. They played uh, in Dulce Jubilo during the Olympic ceremony. Yes, I've, it's, on the, um, it's on the album, which is number one in iTunes, which is good, which is very good. Um, Lisa in County Antrim says, Are you using reverse psychology to make us watch The Only Wears Essex? No, believe you me, I can't wait for them all to disappear. I'm hoping it was going to be like, uh, there used to be a programme on Channel 5 where they wrote off half the cast in an explosion on a canal boat. And I'm hoping they could do the same to The Only Way's Essex, because I'm a bit bored with seeing silly little Joey Essex, who's flown off with his girlfriend, <coughs> you know, to go, to go and celebrate his birthday in Dubai. Best place for him. Quarter to six. Have a check on the uh, latest news headlines with Sam Pittis. An investigation's underway after abusive messages. Morning, 12 minutes. No, it's not, it's 11 minutes. Do, do beg your pardon. You gave you a wrong time check there. Unlike me. Unlike me. 
Uh, Zara, could be a gold medal win. Hope so. Oh, it'll be the first. It'll be nice. And uh, Jim-tastic, but we... Uh, our boys deserve the silver medal. Uh, more flash floods coming in, I'm afraid, today. So there's going to be lots and lots of rain around. So take a... Uh, Take an umbrella out or a Mac. Nobody has a Mac anymore, do they? Yes, what, where, where do you where, where do you put a Mac? What do you do with a Mac now? You take it not a, not a Mac as in an iMac. You know, a Macintosh. Uh, another story here, and um, this is this is this is oh the Absailer. Do you remember the, the story? This is of Gertrude Painter, and uh, she wanted to abs abseil. She was going to do her tenth abseil, so they took her to the top of the building, and she collapses and has a heart attack and dies. They can't break it. So they cancel the abseil, poor soul. She was 96. Would have been her 10th abseil. Or 11th abseil. She'd done 10 before. And you think to yourself, I couldn't abseil. I absolutely could not abseil for love nor money. Um, there's a story here which is very interesting. Immigrants with multiple wives. This is on the front of the Express today. Could claim higher benefit payments thanks to a loophole in the government's welfare system. Under current rules, husbands in... Uh, is it uh, polygamous marriages? It's where you've got more than one wife. Is it polygamous marriages? Uh, are, are able to apply for income support and other handouts for their extra spouse. Ministers decided to scrap the rules when the new universal benefit system comes in next year to end the absurd situation where the state effectively recognises polygamy. But now that officials are concerned that multiple wives will claim full single person's benefits instead of rather the, the lower rate payments designed for couples... So, in other words, it could go from 40 to 71 quid a week. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? And so it's people who, you know... I mean, it's not legal in the UK. Why we're paying for it, God alone knows. That's all we seem to do nowadays, isn't it? Just hand out money. Hand out money. I mean, cultural, you know, and religious... But we shouldn't be handing out money to these people. Why can't these people work? What is it, this benefit system in this country that encourages people not to work? It encourages people to sit there on their fat bottoms and do nothing at all, and we happily send them money. And then they go and live in Spain, and we send the money out there. And I'm thinking, no, I tell you what, let's actually stop it. I wonder how many, how many people will, will sort of complain afterwards. Oh, there's a wedding wagon, if you can't be bothered to go to the altar. There's a wedding wagon. It's a car that is licensed for doing weddings. And uh, it's not in this country. It's in Las Vegas, of course, where they have tacky weddings. Only in Las Vegas they have tacky weddings. And, and they sort of send this thing round to your hotel now. And you stand outside in the car park and you can get married. It's good, isn't it? I like that idea. Community service, no sort of punishment at all. Russell Brand, an, an idiotic little pathetic person as far well as I'm concerned. Neither funny nor interesting. And um, he's been sentenced to 20 hours community service for damaging a photographer's mobile phone. And I don't know what community service means. In this country, they have 100 hours community service. And we go, right, doing what? Are you gardening, sweeping the roads? Can we make them wear, wear flak jackets with criminal written over the back of it? I quite like that. I quite like that idea. I think that's, uh, that's quite a good... 119 million this week. 119 million. One of the numbers is 32. I thought I'd let you know that now, you know. I can't tell you how I know that, but uh, I just do. And, um... OK magazine. Oh, here they are. The world's happiest money grabbers. That's uh, Marvin and Rochelle, their stately home wedding. Unfortunately, they get sort of shoved underneath a bit. I give them about a year. I give them about a year. Uh, because you've got the royals joining Team GB. I mean, she's only young, 23 or something. Ridiculous age to get married. You know, and, and they've only done it for a bit of filthy lucre from OK magazine. So uh, a bit worried about that. I mean, I'm hoping the Saturdays get back together to give you some sort of career, Rochelle. Because there's a limit how long the OK money will last. And then they've got uh, other things here. Love shocks. They've got pictures of Chantel with a child. And uh, 
and various other people who I don't, don't even know who they are, I'm afraid. <laughs> Which is awful. Uh, ten tips for a successful flirting. Alcohol. Works every time. You don't need any tip whatsoever. I mean, if, if, if I give you the, uh, the confessions of a shameless flirt, and uh, it, it's a woman who offers flirting courses... It's a little bit naff, I'm afraid. But anyway, smile, look and engage. It makes it so easy to start a conversation with anyone. Listening is the most important gift you can ever have. You know, no good closing your eyes halfway through somebody's boring monologue. You have to sit there and look interested. Banter. Keep it light, fluffy and fun and avoid all deep and meaningful stuff on the, on the first meeting. That's what I do on the first meeting. I always keep it very light on the first meeting and on the second meeting. Second meeting, we go for the alcohol. Because, to be quite honest, that's about the, uh, th- about the best thing you can do. There's uh, two bin men giving their marching orders, caught on camera, sleeping on the job. You see that all the time, don't you, nowadays? Because people are working so long. And this is... Uh, they were on their rounds at 9.30 in Birmingham. One city council worker slumped in the driver's seat with his boots on the dashboard. And, uh, and that was it. They just went to sleep. As opposed to Twickenham, we have sort of road sweepers. And they just walk up and down the road, picking up little bits of rubbish and putting it in the bin. It's all so stressful for them. Little bits of paper in the bin. And they can't bend down to pick up the paper. They've got little, little grab things and pick it up and put it in the bin. It's wonderful to watch them working. But uh, spare a thought for John Hodson. John Hodson was a postman. He wasn't, he wasn't the most adventurous of postmen, put it this way. He, in fact, used to load up his little van every morning and he'd set off and he'd get to the end of the road and it was just too tiring. So he didn't bother delivering any post. He took it home and he just put it in his shed. And then, if he felt like it, he'd, he'd go through it and he'd take out money from birthday cards and steal from people. And uh, he's going to go to prison because he had 75,000 items of mail in his garden shed. Uh, he was fi- oh, £50,000 in debt, so an idiot as well, I'm afraid. He was arrested in a sting by Royal Mail investigators. They always catch them. They always catch them, because people say, listen, you know, my stuff's not arriving, and they go, what, what round are you on? And they find it, and then they itemise it down. So they do a sting envelope. And uh, the sting envelope always catches them, and they always go to prison. They caught him on this particular day. He just opened some envelopes and found £140. Oh, good grief. He apparently owed money on credit cards and loans. He was living beyond his means. So not only a bone-idle postman... Come on, I tell you, they're not like that round our way. Our postman works his little bottom off round our way. He's always good. He's always got a nice smile. He's cheery. Always gets the post done. He's always nice. Very good. They found at his home in a place called Crumpsall in Manchester... The tracksuit bottoms, along with 269 greeting-type packages and a haul of 65 DVDs. He admitted stealing 400 to 600 pounds, but he couldn't remember how much he'd really stolen. Probably thousands, I should imagine. And he stole it to pay off debts. He'd never previously been in trouble. Oh, that's good, isn't it, then? Hang him. <laughs> it's my answer for everything this morning, I've decided. Uh, the, the Americans were the best. You ready? Yeah. You ready? Yeah! Kept saying it over and over again. Was that on the diving? Out on the diving, they were doing that. I'm looking at all the pictures of the diving in the paper. It's really good, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's, I can't dive for toffee. I couldn't, I'm, I couldn't even climb up the blooming ladder to get to the top. Of, I'd, I'd get to the top and I'd feel physically ill, I'm afraid. There would be no way that I would ever, ever manage to get up there and stay up there. Paul McCartney, Colossus, but uh, a lifelong fan. Christopher Wilson says, I, I, I revere you, Paul, but it's time to let it be. He's now 70... Is he 70-something? 
I don't know. But uh, he has to stop. He's a favourite of the Queen. Lots of people love him. And he's the last performing member of the Beatles. And it's great. And, you know, and it's wonderful. But enough now is enough, I think. Enough is enough. The other story I was trying to find was the, uh, was the tablet story of how many pensioners take tablets and how many tablets people take. Um, because it, it seems that most people take a minimum of about 10 in the course of a day. And what they're saying is, you know, should really sort of cut back on tablets. I mean, I myself take quite a number of tablets in the course of a day, but I'm always convincing myself I need them. I need them to actually sort of get through. Um, I can't find it, actually. Oh, it's a shame, really, because I thought it was, it was a really good... And also, you've got to be very careful. There's a Parkinson's drug, uh, which they hand out now, and apparently it can turn you into a sex addict. Apparently, you know, you've got Parkinson's, but you, but you take this uh, drug, and there's a, there's a woman here. People get strange obsessions, from gambling to painting, and you also get this sort of incredible urge to sort of, you know, have carnal stuff. Makes me feel quite ill, actually, at this time of the morning. It's six o'clock in the morning, we can't be talking about stuff like that. It's not good at all, is it? Uh, vandals tried to ruin a, a road race yesterday by putting tax on the route. Who are these stupid people? I mean, you know, people have limited intelligence. I mentioned earlier on that Gavin and Stacey is back. And this young boy here, he's a sumo wrestler. They've got little boys who now do sumo, and it's children's sumo. So in other words, because you, you have to be vastly overweight if you're a sumo wrestler. That's the whole idea. And you have to sort of look a little bit as though you're about to do the hacker. And you sort of put your feet down, and it's a lot of... And it, it's over very quickly, and they, they all sort of... They look a bit like bull elephants rushing at each other. It's a bit like that. Uh, still going to find out today how much Jimmy Savile's uh, chair will go for. His, uh, his bubble car went for 22000 and his Rolls-Royce Corniche, £130,000. And uh, Stuart Levin from the Make a Dream Foundation paid £550 for a gold tracksuit. He says, I'll get four times that when I auction it for the foundation. Well, I hope so. His uh, knuckle duster ring, 120 His flashy Rolex watch, £30,000, and his chunky bracelet, now then, now then, look at the gold I am wearing here, A hundred, sorry, 10000 he put the price up, £10,000, but my favourite was a, a portrait of him done by Rolf Harris, or failing that, just some empty cigar boxes, all very nice stuff, and all going to, uh, to a foundation, so that he can keep on doing good and keep on raising money for charity, even though he's not with us anymore. Short break for the news at six o'clock. It's going to be a wet day. Very busy day for the Olympics. Very busy day. Who makes the papers? Tom Daly. Not because of the fact that we didn't get gold, which we really wanted, but because of the fact that an internet troll has targeted him. He's a young man. He lives uh, down in the country. I suspect today is going to be his worst nightmare. Details after the news, which is next at six with Sam Pittis. On FM. Morning, Tuesday morning. I got stopped by the police the other day. They said, "Where you? Where were you between seven and 11? I said, "Primary school." You know, because I thought there's no point in lying about it, is there? Louis Walsh has been tweeting this morning. He says, "Riley, sixty-nine. This is the young man who's been abusive. I mean, he's uh, he's a bit more than abusive. Uh, not just to Tom Daly. He's racist." He's, uh, he's issued death threats to people. Uh, Louis Walsh says he must be schizophrenic or something. He keeps saying sorry and then disrespecting Tom Daly again. In fact, Louis keeps tweeting about it. So he's obviously as uh, interested as everybody else. I tell you, by tomorrow, there'll be pictures of this young man on the front page and they'll be asking questions. Why are his parents allowing him to treat this if he's only got one parent? Are they not watching, you know, and seeing what he's tweeting? Because he's writing filth. 
He's supposed to be, we think, between the ages of 13 and 16. I, I bet you anything there'll be film crews down there today and finding out why somebody would ever want to write something like this against somebody you don't even know. Against somebody you don't even know. It seems a little bit of a pointless exercise, doesn't it? The Sun is saying we need some gold medals. It's no good going for silver and bronze. I mean, that's just rubbish. We don't want silver and bronze. We want gold, please. We'd also like people sitting in seats. That'd be very nice. Apparently they are going to make uh, extra seats available. And soccer legend Paul Gascoigne, not really a soccer legend anymore, rather a silly little person, has confessed he used to think bacon came from sheep. Oh, there you go. As I said before, footballers, don't you just love them? Thick as bricks, I'm afraid. Uh, scores of fans mobbed the football star Mario Balotelli as he jetted back into Britain. He apparently hid behind a pillar and in a toilet to avoid people wanting photos with him. Dear, honestly, what a girl blouse. <laughs> What's the matter with these people? You're more than happy to walk down a road and have your picture taken. Goodness sake, honestly. Apparently, says Rob, Paul McCartney was paid a pound to appear at the Olympics. He still wasn't worth it. I know, somebody said we should have spent two pounds and got dire straits. A pound. It's not the same, is it, ladies and gentlemen? And uh, thank you, Diana. She sent uh, pictures of her with her Facebook friends. They went to Porter's. Very lovely. She said, actually, on, on Friday... Being Olympic opening day, there was no traffic around Richmond at all, but Jackie, Laura, me, Karen and Simon had a wonderful drive drifting around Trafalgar Square, fish and chips, chicken pie. Woo! How lovely. It's nice, isn't it, going on buses around London? I love doing buses on London. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And Winnie says, I'm taking my six-year-old nephew to see the beach volleyball today. Shame about the dodgy weather, but we'll still enjoy every minute because it's the Olympics. Sorry, I've got indigestion. Uh, just go to the gym first, my daily fix. Gary is right, get a bike. Well, I found a shop in Kingston where they do electric bikes. I might, you know, because if I get a bit tired, then I could, I could sort of use an electric bike. That's the whole idea of it. Uh, singers who go on too long, I've heard interviews with Benny and Bjorn of ABBA, and when asked about reforming, one of the reasons they cite is that the girls' voices are not the same as they were 50 years ago, notwithstanding that Agnetna doesn't want to sing live again. They want the image and sound to be remembered and not be degraded with a poor imitation performance. Just so people could say, I saw ABBA live. P.S. I did, back in 1979. Gosh, 79. Oh, seems like another world, doesn't it, really? Uh, and Dee says, I'm sitting here getting annoyed with people talking about little Lord Riley's tweets like he was a naughty child and about his right to free speech. Oh, they're just silly little trolls as well. Don't worry about them. And not taking it seriously. Free speech is used to express a valid feeling or cause, not the nasty prose this teen has produced via his Twitter account. I think I've actually read for myself his vile rantings, which you're right to say are far too disgusting to be repeated on air. And it's about time that abuse on social media sites should be talked about and new legal implications coming in. Maybe this way, more parents will be bothered to check what their child is getting up to. Yes, I mean, you don't, D, don't worry about what some people write in saying, oh, it's freedom of speech, because they're, they're just silly little internet trolls themselves. They can't help it. They're, they're just, they're in the lower class category. They're just doing it just to, they think they're being controversial. In fact, it just makes them look incredibly thick. So it's not their, their fault at all. So you just have to go for that. Uh, the Olympic schedules, thank you for that one, sent in to me. Very busy everywhere today. Very, very busy. So if you're going out and about, just be aware. Um... Uh, David and Sidcup at the auction of Sir Jimmy Savile's possessions yesterday they sold his collection of pairs of photos of Leeds. The scenes show the city in the present day and how the same area looked 100 years ago. Some of the locations are unclear as the captions he used were now then, now then, now then. OK, you get, you get the gag? OK, it's the best, best you can manage. Uh, internet abuse is awful, says Noreen. I bet Tom was devastated. Uh, yes, and you know, it's, it's rather sad that some people think it's OK 
But they're generally the sort of people who would write that, that sort of stuff. Lisa says, Paul Macker at the Olympics. Oh, no, 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 no. And Bettina in Lancashire says, I'm going for lunch today on a blind date. The blind ones are always the best. Because that way it doesn't make any difference what anybody looks like. It's fantastic. A leather-clad biker. Oh, dear. 53. <laughs> not sure whether... You could, you could still have a blind date at 53. Um, Steve, as usual, excellent programme, so full of energy. As for Sir Paul, as for Sir Paul, we talked about it at work and definitely agree with you. He's passed his best and time. Umi, thank you for that. Uh, Joe says, I think animal testing in China is awful. But think that some of the things they eat and drink, uh, like the animal bile, is disgusting. Your show seems to go so fast. And Johnny says, Sieve. So when Macca was rehearsing, didn't anybody think somebody called Danny Boyle, I think Coldplay, should close the Olympics, please, not the Spice Girls? Well, uh, we still don't know if the Spice Girls are going to be uh, closing the Olympics. They'll be miming if they are. There's no way they'll be singing. Can you imagine in a stadium like that? Victoria's not sung for about 500 years, and none of the others have done anything for ages and ages. They've got to rehearse it. No, they'll, they'll be uh, definitely doing auto-tune. They'll, it'll have to be. So tell you what you want, what you really want. I mean, that would be good if they did it properly. But as the sound for Paul McCartney wasn't that much cop, this one won't be much better, I don't think. Rio Ferdinand could miss the beginning, as we said earlier on, of the Premier League season after being charged by the FA over his chock ice tweet. A rather silly little person, if you ask me. But uh, they don't realise footballers, do they? Just how much offence that they uh, they cause to people. And Kristen Stewart and the picture of the uh, of the film director Rob- Rupert Sanders, you know, draped all over. Oh, I bet the wife's going to be thrilled today with this one. It's terrible, really. Take him for everything you can get. Although she might do the opposite and just go. No, well, listen, men stray. People always say that, don't they? Men stray. <laughs> I love Ali Ross today. I repeat, this morning announcement, Eamon Holmes. We've got the couple who say size doesn't matter when it comes to love today. And four times a week until Philip and Holly return. Yay! Another great Eamon Holmes gag. They're all out there, aren't they? And uh, another one here. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm trying to find something that's repeatable, actually. Uh, Random irritations. Uh, Channel 5 repeatedly reopening the Big Brother money lines. Uh, BBC One giving us three opening ceremony commentators where one was almost too many. Gabby Logan catching a bad dose of TV's iconic plague. And this morning, introducing a beachwear round to the Miss Senior Citizen beauty pageant, which looked like the Wonga.com puppet factory had been napalmed on its Christmas hula night. <laughs> I love that advert, though. It does make me laugh. I love some of these adverts on the television. I think it's maybe the same people who make the Dolmio one. It's very funny. Very funny. Uh, do you think the guy's trying to patch it up with his wife? What, Rupert Sanders? Do you think so? I mean, how can she forgive him? How can she forget? How is this possible? I mean, Robert, Robert Pattinson, a lovely person, an absolute gem, wouldn't even dream of cheating. Kristen, a tart, ladies and gentlemen. She is a tart. And they're fighting, they're fighting over the dog. Oh, I hate it when people fight over animals. Oh, that's so awful. They're fighting over who gets the dog. Oh, that's awful. What they do is you put the dog in a room and then they both come in and both call and see who it, who it goes to. And that person gets to keep the dog. LBC 97.3 I love that line about being stopped by the police. Where were you between 7 and 11? Primary school. It's such a good answer. Try it today if they stop you. They won't, of course. 19 minutes past uh, six. Don't forget, Nick Ferrari and the team with you after the news at seven. He is back on base today. 
And uh, I think it's David Banks looking at the papers as well. And uh, they'll be talking about where are gold medals, internet trolls, especially as uh, this one's uh, now building and building and building, probably empty seats. You can actually turn up. Somebody was explaining to me yesterday how the system works. You buy a ticket. When you go out, it then means that you've sort of left the stadium. So then your ticket can be offered for a fiver to somebody. And to be honest, you know, rather than have all these empty seats all over the place, you know, it, it should be that, you know, everybody gets the opportunity to go there. There should be a queue, like you're going to the theatre. And there's a queue for returns afterwards. Uh, I said to my friend, says Diana... If Paul McCartney appears at the opening ceremony, I'll cut my throat. And there he was. Uh, turns up the opening of an envelope. He's passed it. I've always been a Stones man myself. I mean, well, they, they were offered. No, they weren't offered. They'd said that they couldn't do it because they hadn't had a chance to, to rehearse. Uh, we're proud of all our Olympians, says little Julie, no matter where they come from. I think Winnie secretly wants to take part in beach volleyball today. Oh, God help us. I was just saying, actually, to the... Um, I, I tweeted... Oh, I did tweet yesterday. I've just realised. I tweeted pictures of the studio at Steve Allen show because I was sitting next door, so I tweeted pictures of the uh, of the studio. Perhaps I should take a picture of my uh, of my studio in here. And, uh, and one here from, from Alki said, so you were only four years old when you saw ABBA in 1979. No, I didn't see ABBA. That was somebody who was emailing earlier on. I've never seen ABBA live at all. I saw Bing Crosby live. <laughs> never saw ABBA live. There's people around here saw Glenn Miller live. I can't mention any names of people, you know who might have seen, you know, famous stars from years gone by. Uh, apparently all the uh, the people at the opening ceremony got paid a quid. And uh, and a lot of here... Steve, in a recent interview, Paul McCartney said he had a, a croaky voice. and uh, But it's simply not good enough, is it? And Stephen, a lot of people say you must have been four when you saw ABBA. No, it wasn't me who saw ABBA. That was I was reading out an email. I've never seen ABBA. And uh, there are time trials in Twickenham today, says Kate. I saw them putting up the barriers. I know they must be doing something. Adrian said, don't get a bike, get a motorcycle. No chance. No chance, I'm afraid. Uh, Annie in Redhill says, you were talking about your Auntie Enid. My Auntie Flora's been ill for ages. I can't believe she's not better. Oh, my Auntie Enid's been a state of suspended animation. She is. I mean, seriously, I mean, you go into a room, she's comatose, the poor so-and-so. I mean, she's there. I mean, luckily, we have got her dosed up to the eyeballs. There's no chance of sort of taking her out of the induced coma she's in at the moment. Uh, there's a woman in the paper today, Laura Summers, addicted to plastic surgery. And so far, she's a model. I don't know what sort of model. I'm assuming she's one of those glamour models. Because she's spent £60,000 on... Pr- what is it with these people? I want to spend this ludicrous... I mean, I look around this building, I look around LBC, and admittedly there's a few few presenters here who could probably benefit from a little bit of cosmetic surgery. And not to mention any names or anything like that. They know who they are. You know, when, when, you, when you call out, excuse me, any elderly people, you know, there's certain people put their hands up. But, I mean, £60,000 on surgery, and she's had everything done. She's had two bo- boob jobs, four, nose job. She's had two nose jobs, ear pinning. Ear pinning. Have you heard anything like it? A little bit of super glue behind them. Just push them back, they'll stay there. Okay, she's had that done. Three lots of collagen jabs. Hair, tan, and nails. Hair, tan, and nails is £13,000. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not so bothered about these people spending this sort of money on cosmetic surgery. I'm more worried about where they get the money from. 60000 I couldn't afford to spend £60,000. Anyway, Laura, who was... Oh, oh, she's an attention seeker. I've just realised who she is. She was once branded the vainest woman. She's an attention seeker. That's all she is. Oh, sorry, I do beg your pardon. I shouldn't have mentioned her at all. She's just somebody who craves the, uh, craves the attention. Oh, God, what a mistake to make. Ridiculous. I don't normally fall for things like that. You just think they're actually genuine. 
genuine people. And uh, I'm getting sick to death, people are saying, how well the teams have done. Well, we haven't. We haven't got a gold yet. We do want a gold. Please, we want a gold. Please, we want a gold. Hopefully we will get it from, uh, from Tom Daly. And he does the individuals. The Sun this morning on the front page, London 2012, wanted gold medals. We don't ask for much. Gold medal, please. Please, come on Team GB, they say. Uh, the devastating picture of Kristen Stewart in a clinch with the married film director Rupert Sanders ending her three-year romance. What a silly girl, honestly. I mean, surely if you do something in a public place, you, you know, perhaps she wanted to be found out. Perhaps she wanted to make it look as though she was racy-pacy. Perhaps he wanted his marriage to finish. I don't know. You do wonder about the mentality of some of these people. You know, if you're going to conduct a fling, do it privately. You know, you can have it. It's like when you see celebrities going out, they say, no, you, I don't want to do pictures taken. Don't go out. Stay in. Anthea Turner's going to be going through the airport in dark glasses, isn't she? Oh, my marriage. It's going to be dreadful. You know, and we're all thinking, listen, you pinched him from his wife. Why should you be surprised when somebody else pinches him? If indeed they have pinched him. I see this as a shameless bit of publicity, just to put them back in the papers again. I reckon they've actually sat down with some people going, how can we get back in the papers? Well, could he have an affair? What, Grant? Do me a favour. But uh, it's all over the papers again today. And now his uh, daughters apparently have sided with Anthea and, uh, and she apparently is sort of deciding what to do. Well, I mean, it's just, you know... You're either going to take him back or you're not going to take him back. It's not a difficult, not a difficult choice. I mean, if you think it's salvageable, then salvage it. I mean, to be honest with you, I don't think anybody really cares nowadays. Uh, still looking for a winner of the lottery. £119 million this week. That's what they're looking for. £119 million. It's a huge amount of money. And two teenagers... Oh, well, there's a teenager here who's actually set up Britain's first ever whiskey auction website. Even though he's 17, he's going to run whiskeybid.co.uk from his bedroom next month. He's studying for A-levels in business, economics and maths, and he will trouser 8% of sales of high-end whiskey. Uh, a friend of mine subscribes to a whiskey club, and what he has, he has uh, bits of bottles in his kitchen, you know, half full, quarter full, everything else, of different whiskies going back to the 1940s. Now, I, I couldn't taste the difference, to be honest with you, with, uh, with whisky from the 1940s or the 1970s, but I'm told true aficionados can actually do that uh, very well indeed. Support McCartney should have sung Live and Let Die and not the depressing Hey Jude, says Tony. Well, I said, people are now questioning whether or not he actually should have been at the, uh, at the ceremony anyway. It's nice to see Paul McCartney, don't get me wrong, but we just don't want to hear him singing. Because it's, it's, his voice has gone a bit off at the moment, I'm afraid. Just a little bit. Uh, women and children are less likely to survive shipwrecks, especially on British ships, they're now saying. Despite the tradition that they should be the first saved, survival rates for women were only half those of men at 17.9%. Children had the lowest rate at 15%. And well, I was telling you that, actually. It was in the paper today. It's quite a depressing thought, isn't it, really, when you actually sort of go through it. Don't forget, we will have the, uh, the free gift for, uh, for you today. The free gift is the podcast, which will be up before 7 o'clock this morning. And that's where we're particularly brutal about certain celebrities. Although, to be honest, looking through the papers today, there's not a great deal in the papers. Re-celebrities, it's all the, the disappointment on dive number four, where... Our hopes of gold kind of disappeared out. Because what happened was, I mean, if you remember watching it back, Tom was in front and uh, Mr Waterfield, they were out of sync. 
They did. I was watching it sideways, and they didn't. You know, they. It was the start of their reverse three and a half somersaults. Then they tucked their knees in, but again they were out of sync to increase the spin speed. But the the difference in the somersaults has increased, and they must have seen it. Tom Daly must have seen it at the corner of his eye, going, "You're not with me on this. I'm doing this by myself." And so then Tom Daly kicked his feet a bit too early, and then they entered the water vertically and simultaneously. But that was enough to lose it, I'm afraid. It was a great shame. So hopefully when, when Tom Daly comes back later, he will, he will do very well. Uh, Sarah from St Albans says, Steve, once a cheat, always a cheat. And Phil says, I'm not surprised that woman had surgery. Two noses and four boobs. I know, it was horrendous. She had to have some of them taken away. She looked balmy going down the street. Wasn't a good look at all. And then if you have any doubts about how hard the Chinese work, David Jones in the Mail today has revealed how children taken from their family and literally from the ages of about uh, three, they start training in a camp for young gymnasts. So that's all in the, uh, in the Mail today. That's just about it this morning. I shall be back with you uh, tomorrow morning, God willing. And uh, we don't drown in the awful weather for today. <laughs> just lean back a bit. <laughs> and uh, there'll be the free podcast up for you a little bit later on this morning. I don't know what we're going to talk about today. I can't talk about Anthea Turner because I don't know where it is. I know she's going on holiday. sooner the better. And because uh, she's, on, she's on the breadline. It's all very tough living in a £5 million house. But I do know I'm back with you tomorrow morning. I do know that. I do know I'm back between 4 and 6.30. And hopefully we shall... Hopefully by the end of today... We might have secured a gold medal. It would be lovely to think, wouldn't it, that we've all pulled. We've all, and I'm sure yesterday we were doing double prayers for, for Tom, but it was not to be. And I think it was the fact they were out of sync at the beginning. It, it depends whose fault you think it was, whether one went before the other one or the one was uh, a little bit slower. Have a lovely day. Take an umbrella because it's going to be a little bit wet, as indeed it will be for the remainder of this week. Nick Ferrari and the team back in the building. And Nick will be live in the studio with David Banks looking at the papers after the news at 7 o'clock. I'm Steve Allen. This has been Early Breakfast on LBC 97.3. Coming up next, it's the morning news with Susan Bookbinder. LBC 97.3.